Hi, this is Ryan Ricketts, the main guy behind Slickets Digital, and I have never, ever listened to Nantucket. But I have been on the show a couple of times, <laughs> but right. I still won't listen to it. All right, stop it. <laughs> I realize, like, my body recognizes when there's a change like that, and it goes into a fucking overdrive and before I know it. And then since I don't know that's why it's doing it, now I start getting anxious because I'm like, is this related to when I almost died? And then that right. snowballs the it's whole thing. Vicious cycle, yeah. But once I realize that's like the what's happening, I can intercept those thoughts and I can just be like, hey, you're okay. What's happening right now is your body's reacting to remembering, you know, a similar event to this. Um, but you're you're okay. Um, yeah. And that's been really helpful. And it's just you know. Still, it sounds like like years of therapy actually working. Oh yeah, <laughs> your ability to like process what's actually happening inside yeah, your head. Yeah, big time, man. Actually, yeah, yeah. really grateful for that. Not you know because I didn't go to therapy for this specifically, you know. No, but it taught you how to right understand what your yeah was happening in your brain. Yeah, my emotional. Uh, yeah, 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 definitely. Well, um, why don't I start us off with a Would you rather? I haven't asked you a Would you rather in a while. Oh, now I have a sound. Yeah. Get ready okay. for this fucking sound, Alan. <laughs> Can't wait. I was at a concert on Saturday, and there was just a long line for beers, but there was also a long line for the bathroom. And I thought that'd be a good. Would you rather? What would you rather have? A never-ending beer line or a never-ending bathroom line? <laughs> wait. At a sporting event. Wait. So in this scenario, like you never actually get to the bathroom or you never actually get to the bar. I guess they're both equally very long. I suppose you do get to drink eventually, eventually. or pee eventually. Okay. Yeah. I, I would say I would rather the long, the long line be to the, to get to the beer because long line to the bathroom can be problematic. Like if you had a few and you really need to take a leak, like that's, you know, you don't want that situation. Yeah. But in the bathroom line, they're cutting your dick off. So you really picked that one. Like, Wait, what? You don't. You what never learn how these fucking work. There's always some <laughs> other thing going on in the other scenario. All you have to do is ask questions, Alan. So, all right, Alan wants to be able to get beer and lose his penis, and that's fine. <laughs> this is stupid. Is that good or is that dumb? Was that childish? That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, as a guy, I could always just walk outside and find a bush. I Can guess, you? So do Do I need to remind you that I had to have a fucking probation officer oh, when i lived I, in detroit yeah, for doing true. such a thing this, yeah you can't because then they say you know there's a bathroom inside and i'm like well i tried and they wouldn't let me know like, you should have tried harder you're gonna be a sex offender now <laughs> fucking cops man all right you know what we got plenty of cop stuff to play later um hey let me ask you this let me ask you this hmm. how many shades of white do you ever do you, did you ever realize how many shades of white there were before you worked at bed bath and beyond no, I had no idea. I, I might have because I worked in a print shop when we worked at Staples together. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And like, but I think if it weren't for like putting there's like table, brightness levels of paper. Yeah, and there's like eggshell yeah. white was a phrase I didn't really sure. know. Yeah, uh, yeah. And all the different whites in the tablecloths, and you know, you just can't kind of keep them separated. Uh, I think the offspring, <laughs> like taught, offspring us taught us that. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's unrelated to anything. Why don't I just play this clip? We'll start the show proper. What'd you say? Tell me the most annoying thing about blacks. Literally for how inconsistent they are. Let's take a look. For example, these are all black, but this is darker, but this is a little bit darker. This is pretty dark, but that's not as dark, and this is pretty light. Here's another example. I painted all of this the same color black. You right. All of these are the same color black. Uh Uh-huh. But 
this is so much lighter than this. It is. And right. this is a different color from that. It although is. they're the same material. Uh -huh. And this is like real black. And uh -huh. the same with like this bottom of the TV. Right, right, like, right. Like seriously? Right. Right, right why, you're right. Why why is it not the My same? Bad. She's black and she's not even like Don't let me in this damn house. <laughs> Should we hit record? Yeah, one, two, three. Alright, you ready? I am ready. Are you recording? Yes. <laughs> right, you want to start a show? Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. No offense taken there. Well, it sounds like none taken. I just hang out the maids. Welcome to Not Taken, the internet's only debate current events show, with your hosts Dustin and Alan, two political nomads from two different worlds. Shout out to Reverend Peyton's big damn band for the use of their song, Ways and Means, for intro music. Thank you for joining us. The time of this recording, it is Tuesday, February 28th, 2023. It's a great day for America. <laughs> we are two coastal elites coming to you from the shores of the mighty Cumberland in Madison, Tennessee, all the way to the Pacific waters of El Cerrito, California. Here to recap another week of current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal life. Please subscribe right now wherever you listen to this. We don't have an advertising budget. Y'all are our ads. If you haven't left us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify, please do. You know we can use it. And if you'd want to help out a lot, you can head on over to fungiblenuntakens.com and buy some of our fine merchandise. As you know, we have a mug that says, We Say Cunt in This House, because that's a place where we make our stand. And if you're really cool... <laughs> Uh, go ahead and help out a buddy of ours. Head over to slickitsdigital.com for all your SEO and marketing needs. Slickits Digital. Alan? Hell yeah. What is up? What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Hope you all had a great week. Um, you know, I didn't get up to all that much this uh, since the last episode. I, I've been working, and then the weather's just been terrible. Well, I don't know. Terrible's subjective, but it's been really cold and a lot of rain. Um, so I wanted to go hiking today, but it was just... It was like 45 degrees and raining, and I was like, yeah, maybe not not the best time to go hiking. Um, but, yeah, it's all right. It's fine. Um, it's supposed to get to like 35 degrees Whoa. tonight, um, which I'm thinking is probably going to be even lower than that up at Mount Diablo. So mm -hmm. we're going to get more snow up there, which is cool. Does that have much um, snow? Does it melt like every day, or does it... No, it's, it's been sticking? there for like a week, dude. Dude, it you looks gotta send really me a cool. picture of that. I haven't seen that. Yeah, I've been trying to figure out where a good place is to take a picture of that. Mm. So I'll, I will work on that this week. But yeah, dude, it feels like you live in Tahoe or something. Out here That's wild, right now. man. It's yeah, pretty wild. I can't yeah. imagine snow on Mount Diablo. I, I just I, there's a lot. Like, has that happened before? It. I must have. It has, but I've I've never seen it like this. Wow. It, there's definitely been snow, but it lasted like a day or two. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, you know, like in Glen Ellen, Sonoma. Mm -hmm. um, my buddy Apgar has like snowmen in his backyard. Cause, Did he make them or are they on... like invading? No, <laughs> no, he made them. Okay, it snowed good. on like the on Snowman Mountain. Um, yeah, enough to make. Is there snow on Mount Tam? Or is you know that what? too I don't coastal? Know that. Okay. I, don't, I wouldn't think there would be. That would okay. be pretty. 
Mount Tam's really high up, though. Doesn't. I mean, like, it's above the clouds. Yeah, but it? it's right there on the water, yeah. so, like, the temperature's usually pretty Te- Mild, I guess? Okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I don't know anything. I get you. <laughs> like, it doesn't... Okay, sure. Uh, there, there either is or there isn't. Neither of us know, so okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I see you didn't have a whole lot in there. Can I tell you a little bit about my week? Yeah, please. Okay, so um, Natasha. Okay, so Natasha went out on. It was the night where we were recording, so I think it was last Wednesday. She went out with some mm-hmm. of her girlfriends, and um, the place they went to needed her, to see her Vax card. That's weird. One of their friends couldn't get in. Oh wow! And it's like, and they don't care. So like, they're looking right. for literally your first vaccine. Like, if you had a vaccine in twenty twenty one. They're still letting that's, you as if that fucking matters, wild. right? Like, I saw, we, I saw, and that, like, there is no mandate, mandate, nothing's mandatory for that. So that's right. going out of their way to choose the that. business doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I saw an ad for like a comedy show in Oakland and at the bottom there was like, you have to show proof of vaccination. And I was like, what are we what still, fuck, really? We're man. still doing that? Yeah. Like, I don't even know where my card is. It doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not it's in my phone. Like, case somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Oh, like on the back. Yeah. I put it in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the I got a new gun. I got oh, a new I gun saw. Friday night. Look cool. Yeah, what I guess I was gonna it? go get it, but there's no point in showing it to you on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's a Ruger ECP nine. Uh, EC. E, I don't know why I always want to put a P there. EC nine S. Um, it's the next version, or it's the newest version of the LC nine S. Um, the diff, the LC nine S has adjustable sights. This doesn't. It's a compact handgun. I given up what a caliber? lot of accuracy nine millimeter i just think it's hilarious okay. to be like you can't adjust the sights on this it's like it's a fucking four inch barrel like, you, right. you, like <laughs> you need to. yeah i really <laughs> am giving up a lot of accuracy for compact size here i just want something right, that's reliable right. and, and yeah and and it's the same Was there size. a certain purpose that you needed this gun for yeah actually i didn't set okay. you up for this did i no, no. Uh, so, yeah, the last couple times I've been at burlesque shows, I've been like, because there's drag in them as well. I'm like, you know what? I don't need this to be the time that somebody wants to fucking make themselves a fucking national name. And, mm. and I, I and I never feel that way. Like, I've never, like, after um, Columbine, because I was in school during Columbine, I didn't feel unsafe in school. After mm. um, Aurora, I was like, you know, and don't think twice about going to the theaters. Uh, but it's Tennessee and there's a bunch of rural people here that would just love to come down to the city and make a name for themselves. Uh, and maybe they won't. And, uh, also it's a good excuse that I can leverage for Natasha to let me buy a gun. Uh, <laughs> and it's in a size that I already had ammunition for. So that's nice. You know, um, cool. Uh, yeah. We went shooting, uh, me and Natasha went shooting the next day. So I guess Saturday and, uh, afterwards she was just like, buzzing off it she's like that was so much fun she's never been shooting before she's australian i was gonna say she's not done yeah it before, right? no okay. uh and, and you know fun. all the guys she dated were these californians and you know are afraid of guns or whatever <laughs> i don't know uh so so yeah she enjoyed it she she her her aim was actually really really good uh i think she had a good time hitting the targets um when we came home like we were changing and I was like, while she was changing, I was like, Hey, hold my gun. Do like a sexy fucking girls with a gun fucking pose, you know? And of course she looked hot as fuck cause she is. And I was like, okay. And then I left the room and then I came back in bare shirt, socks on and undies. And I'm like, how do I look? Do you want to hear what she said? I look, how I looked. <laughs> Please tell. She Please said, tell. I looked, she said, I looked tiger King gay. Oh my God. <laughs> 
That's rough. I actually told her thank you. I was like, well, I mean, you know, it'd be one thing. Like, there's a lot of different classifications. You'd be like, hey, I'm not that kind of gay, but Tiger King gay. Like, I'll take that. Like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I said yes. Um, yeah. If you combine meth and gay and tigers, then I like it. Yeah, that's more my lane, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Got, got it. Got it. Um, let me just double check this note here. It says uh, Sunday night we. Um, Oh, she's going to get mad at me for this. I'm going to do it anyways. So Sunday night, um, we had just, you know, had couples time. Part of the pleasures of owning a, a home, Alan, is you can have more than one bathroom. So we each took separate showers. And uh, afterwards, I was doing my post-shower routine, you know, putting all my skincare on, you know. Sure. Um, and I assumed she was doing the same. And then at one point, I started to hear almost like like an electric toothbrush vibration type sound. Oh. And I was like. That's been going on for more than two minutes, and the doctor really only recommends two minutes. The, <laughs> that's what the dentist say. So right. I, I, after a while, I start going down the hallway, and as I get closer, I'm like, what the fuck is going on in here? Are you thinking there's Yeah, a, that's what I'm know, thinking, okay. yeah. Okay. And uh, I come around the corner, and I see her sanding her heels. You know those machines that like scrape your 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 yeah. heels and stuff, like a belt sander. Yeah. yeah, well, it's not like that, Alan. She's a lady. It's fucking normal, but it's like not it's what I dremel. was expecting. It's a dremel. And, and yeah, yeah. She's like, I just had a good soak, and I was like, Well, this is fine. I didn't know. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, wish me luck on that one, Alan. She does listen. Oh, speaking oh, of people that listen, Alan, guess who is a new listener to the show? Who? My boss. Hi, Mike. Uh- Oh, shit. <laughs> You're still employed? We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> uh, uh, really uncomfortable. I don't know what made me blurt it out. And then I was like, I can't bring these words back. He's like, tell me about your podcast. I'm like, I just, I don't want to tell you about my podcast. <laughs> he was really nice. He's like, You're like the coolest guy I know. I'm like, Okay. That's Aww. a nice thing to say, but I don't know. That is a nice thing to say. Yes. Well, anyways, can we get into some more comedy <laughs> clips? I only have three this week. Let's. Um, okay. So, what, here's what always happens. We get a bunch of clips in like Tuesday and Wednesday and I'm still like, oh man, come on. I just finished organizing the show for the last show we did. And I ignore right. like a bunch of clips unless they like knock my socks off. And then like it comes Tuesday and I'm like, what happened to all the comedy people sent in? I, and this is what I get. Like I'm not giving positive reinforcement to the, the clips that have been provided. So listeners, <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, we are kind of going back to the well of the people that send these in the most often, but as you know, the more the merrier, please send these in and thrash has a good point i did mention doing like a once a month um uh all comedy uh show which i still do want to do i just need to have the discipline to make that happen perhaps oh, yeah, that would be, be something fun. that would be behind uh you know for subscribers only once we get that. oh that'd be cool so, yeah yeah an extra show yeah, yeah. Uh, and listeners that uh, w- would just love to give us money we appreciate it uh we're waiting for things like llc's to be official Let's get into this officially. So we're in our comedy clips. This one's sent in by Thrash. This is a bunch of one-liners, and they made me laugh. So I hope they make you laugh. So there I was at school, and we were doing the letter of the day. This day, it was the letter N. The teacher said, Stephen, why don't you tell the rest of the class something you're not very good at that begins with the letter N? So I said, spelling. I'm over 40 years old, and I've never used essential oils, which makes me wonder just how essential they really are. Maybe it should be called optional oils. I'm thinking of switching my energy provider from Red Bull to LucasAid. I'm also thinking That's of setting nice. up a price comparison comparison website. I lost my job as a zookeeper. <laughs> which I didn't really think was fair. 
There were signs everywhere saying, do not feed the animals. <laughs> so I didn't. Last year I bought my wife an artificial leg for Christmas as a stocking filler. I once took a dehumidifier into a sauna just to see which one would win. <laughs> So the- As a misnomer, saunas are dry. Uh, it's steam rooms that are humid. Yes. Oh, that's funny. Great job, Dustin. Keep the comedy coming. Uh, <laughs> Way sent this in. We got two in here from Way. Uh, I believe Paul is uh, like not on land right now. Last I heard he was He's on He's in Hawaii boat. on is a he in boat Hawaii? That's fucking awesome, man. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, I'm starting to think. I was like, did I... Did I piss him off? I'm like, no. No, no. I would, I would know if I pissed him off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Way sent this one in. Uh, this is this is my favorite joke of the week. Um, let me see if I got who that is. This is comedian's name is Modi Live. Modi Rosenfeld. Um, so it's okay if he talks about Jewish people. The Russian army is being held back by a Jewish comedian. <laughs> If that's not Mashiach, I don't understand words. <laughs> if that's not Mashiach energy, I have no idea what is. There's a little Jewish comedian fighting back all of Russia. Uh, that was pretty great. And then we haven't done the Saturday Night Live uh, racist stuff in a while. Alan, can you set it up oh, better it than me saying uh, racist Saturday Night Live? What, <laughs> what, what's the format they do there? Oh, uh, Michael Shea and uh, Jost. Uh, they, they write jokes for each other, um, <laughs> they, but they then have to read blind, and they're, they're and, often racially. And whenever and whenever Colin says it, uh, uh, Michael Shea always goes, that's pretty racist. <laughs> yeah. An obese monkey in Thailand named Godzilla has been sent to a special facility to lose weight. Official realized the monkey was overweight when a bunch of black guys kept hitting on it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Let's just move on. Oh, we got a oh, segment coming up. Let's just jump right into that. Uh, Toaster sent us this one right before the show, and I didn't really know where to put it, so I just put it at the beginning. Or how about that segment? Uh, this is um, this looks old, like the film quality looks old, but it's modern because they're talking about Pokemon Go and uh, the devil, you know, naturally because it's a church. So, so Pokemon is a game that teaches children how to enter into the world of witchcraft, how to cast spells. Pokemon world is a world of the demonic, of the satanic. But while you might not take it quite seriously, I assure you that demons take it quite seriously. Satan takes it quite seriously. Uh, There was even a couple of reports where children had been stabbed by other children over Pokemon cards. Why? 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 So why? Oh, about that. <laughs> what the? I don't know. How, how about that? Uh, uh, this That's... one. That what? <laughs> uh, children have been stabbed over Jordans too. Like, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Well, demonic, Jordans like... are probably demonic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, You're not supposed to worship a basketball man. It's quite quite some interesting logic. I agree. I agree. It's disappointing to see that we're doing the same shit from the '80s. Like, it's just like it really we, is. We did this before, yeah. and we were embarrassed by it, and we made it out of it, and. Oh, God. All right. Um, the uh, Crazy Rich Asians. That's the note I have for this. Uh, oh, there's going to be a sequel to Crazy Rich Asians. This guy's telling oh, me okay. about it. You like that film, Crazy Rich Asians? It just makes me think I was born into the wrong Asian family, to be honest. I'm pitching a sequel. Are you? Yeah, it's called Angry Poor Arabs. It's just an ISIS video. <laughs> 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 okay. 
okay. All right. Uh, you said you liked the deep fakes last week. I got a. We got actually yeah. quite a few deep fakes on this. Uh, this is a Rogan deep fake. It's not the one you sent me. That one was too long. Alan sent uh, in the group chat. Alan sent in one where it was uh, Joe Rogan asking, it, what, "What was he asking? If you could uh, jack off eight hundred guys in ten minutes, if you had Wait. to." Yeah, yeah, and it was Joe Rogan. It was who wasn't like uh, um, Ben Shapiro, um, yeah. Elon Musk, and Barack Obama. I, Obama, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was too long though, so it's not in the show. Uh, here, oh, whoops, still very funny, still very funny. MP3s are done uploading. There you go. Try it out. Hello, I'm Ben Shapiro, and I'm gay. No freaking way! Wow, that sounds exactly like you, dude. Did you think it was funny? Hilarious, classic, no notes. I think this one's gonna go viral. Definitely, definitely, man. I love shit like this. Have you seen Chat GPT? We should make an AI of Jordan and make it say gay shit. Oh, I'm way ahead of you, dude. <laughs> Jordan, I am Jordan Peterson, and uh, I'm gay. Holy shit, dude! You're a comedic genius. Guess how many likes? Five. Double it. Twelve. Boom. <laughs> Holy guacamole! Yeah. So once the MP3s are done uploading, there you go. Try <laughs> okay, circle it back again. <laughs> Five. Double it. 12. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's lovely. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's keep these deep fakes going. Here's an Arby's deep fake that Thrash sent us in. I have a feeling I'm going to have to edit this one in post because there are just some explicit. <laughs> you know, the Arby's commercials with, um, is it, who's the voice of the Arby's commercial? It's not. It's like Darth Vader, isn't it? <laughs> no. You think <laughs> it's Edward James or uh, uh, James Earl Jones? It, no. I can't be. Can you search? You do it better than I do. You do it faster. I, I want to say it's um, it's not Forrest Whitaker. Oh, wow. We're being racist. <laughs> we have the meats. Irving, Irving Rames. Ving Rames. It's Ving Rames. Yeah. Oh, and, and now yeah. we know what, what Ving is short for. All right. Well, here's the, here's the Ar new Arby's commercial. Since Burger King dropped that dumbass commercial about having a burger you could fuck, we've been hard at work here at Arby's headquarters. And we developed a burger that you can fuck and eat. Take that, burger queer. I shoved your burger in my ass, and I liked it, bitch. In fact, I already Whoa. fucked the burger we show in this commercial. And I came hard in that nigga. Yeah, that ain't Arby's <laughs> sauce, buddy. Arby's, we have the meat. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, thanks a lot thrash really appreciated that one um <laughs> all right uh we've got some aussie clips this is our aussie suite which seems to be a habit uh this is aussie versus usa pronunciations uh here we go australia versus usa pronunciation rockmelon cantaloupe Babala. drinking fountain high school Australia. Oh. A shotgun. <laughs> right. Wow. Uh, no name for. Oh, well, Alan, guess who sent that one in? <laughs> I think he's in Hawaii. Uh, it, it, yes, yeah, it rhymes with Paul. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. one of Jesus' disciples, you know, named after. Uh, wait, no, Paul wasn't, right? Paul showed no. up. How long after Jesus died do you think Paul was just like, hey, I'm, uh, I'm, the, 12th, I'm the 12th disciple? It's like, well, there's. <laughs> 13 of us. I am the 12th one, though. Like the 12th man at the Seahawks games or something. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I have this. What's this say? This is, uh, oh, speaking of Ozzy's way sent this in. It says, uh, where do you see yourself in five years? Just a couch at a place in the suburbs. No, not by a long shot. Oh, wow. The Lift police reaction. 
Seeing a secret, secret entrance revealed Underneath to a couch. gun lover's treasure trove. Officers finding a range of weapons at the property, handguns, shotguns, more than a thousand rounds of ammunition, plus a workbench equipped to modify firearms. Even an underground shooting range, complete with pulley system to set the target. A bunker, cool. an underground shooting range, an arsenal of high-powered firearms right in suburban Perth. It's just incredible. The stash also included a 50 caliber rifle with ammo, a weapon designed to penetrate armoured vehicles, even buildings. We also found a suppressor, uh, suppressors which are like a silencer, that's illegal. Um, body armour, illegal. Yeah, guns are illegal. I'm pretty sure suppressors are illegal too. Yeah. Listen to them freaking out. The, the guy, as far as I know, the guy didn't hurt anyone. They just found this within his house where he's kept to himself and just enjoyed some of the simple pleasures of being alive. But all right. Can you imagine having a gun range in your basement? That'd be pretty. Well, first of all, it'd be fucking loud. Cool. But yeah, I guess. Well, well, he probably has it all soundproofed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would be pretty cool. Um, I kind of. I honestly, I hadn't played that clip yet. Guess who sent that one in? Our, no our, our gun loving Vietnamese friend, Wei. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dude, that guy loves guns. Dude, yes. Uh, <laughs> actually, that's like a through line with a lot of the people in the group chat now that I think about it. Um, <laughs> all right, we got another one here from Thrash. Uh, okay, this one's really interesting. So, this is um, a bunch of ancient voices. This might be a little clumsy because I, I have to click through the slides and I don't want you to hear the, um, the sounds before I tell you who yeah. they are. Um, okay. So, okay. So, this is ancient Egypt. So, this would be. The way people would have sounded um, over th at what five thousand years ago, like thirty. Are they using that technology where they can like? I believe so. Analyze the okay, larynx okay. or whatever, and like mimic yeah, the yeah. sounds. Yeah. So here. Kind of interesting. I mean, it's still human, so it shouldn't be hard to... to yeah, it's kind of terrifying, though. It sounds like I feel like I just got cursed. By <laughs> it does, right? Mummy or something. Uh, let's go to the next one. Uh, this is oh, ancient Rome. So this is what a Roman would have sounded like. I mean, g genetically, like their their voices probably sound the same, but it's just a... I guess they've talked to linguists and they've been able to determine how these people would have sounded. So, so it's not, you know, it's not modern Roman English, it's, you know, Latin or whatever. Um, this one is the Aztecs. Oh, That's kind of neat, right? Yeah. I want to hear him say Quetzalcoatl, though. You just said that with a lot of confidence. Wow. <laughs> I see that word all the time, and I'm just like, Quetzalcoatl. It's very difficult. Chipotle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this next one's kind of neat. This is ancient India. So this is like 2700 to 1900 BC. Okay. Sir, bitch, you fuck you, fuck you. Bloody fuck you, bloody. You fucking, fucking, you bloody. You bloody. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if any of those were accurate. It was just, it was just a long walk. Yeah, I did not see that coming. No, you didn't? Okay. <laughs> Thanks, no, Josh. All. Uh, all right. Well, let's move on into our that something? something segment. Okay. So like, like, you know, new listeners, this is where we start getting into some of the more serious news topics for the week. Mm. And this one's quite a turn. Um, so if I say that the body cam footage from when Tort was shot, what would I be talking about? Are you up on this story? Mm, give me another hint. Me another uh, hint. Cop City. Tree City. Oh, Minnesota. Uh, Georgia. Georgia, okay. 
Okay. You don't know anything. Oh, about this, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. I, okay. I do. Right. I, yeah. So the the cam footage of yeah. Okay. So let's talk. Yeah. You, so I will uh, allow you to redeem yourself, Alan, because I know you are worldly wise. Um, and you've got you're a peeping Tom Turkey with X-ray eyes. If you believe Tim Buck Three, the band, uh, the future so bright, gotta wear shades. <laughs> I, yeah. I said worldly wise. Okay, the lyrics are, I'm a heavenly blessed and worldly wise. I'm a peeping Tom Turkey with x-ray eyes. Things are going great, and they're only getting better. This is great. Listeners came here for that. Um, so, you, Alan, you're worldly wise. Can you tell the listeners uh, that aren't familiar what uh, what's going on with Cop City in, outside Atlanta and Georgia? What's going on there? So they're building this whole um, like training center is essentially to militarize the police force there and people are protesting it they don't want this these millions of dollars to be spent building that um and so that's what all the, the so blue is about so there's been a lot of people that have gone out there to one protect Protesting. this part of this forest and two yeah. prevent the further militarization of these of this police right. uh, department this is all through the state police so it's all the, the governor it's tied to the governor it's basically the governor's cops you know Right. Um, and they went out to, uh, so these guys are living up in the trees and they kind of have their, like their homes in the trees that they live in. Uh, and the cops went and did a raid out there and they said that he had fired on them so that they fired back. And people said that just didn't seem likely, um, mm -hmm. you know, it wouldn't be good for their movement to ambush the cops cause it's not like they'd win. Um, right. and it's kind of, was one of those, you know, we just got to take the cops word for it. And you know, they're the, they deserve it. Um, so finally, the, <laughs> they deserve it. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, so the, the, the body cam footage from those police officers came out. So I'll have you hear for mm. yourself. If you hear an isolated shot followed by return fire, you tell me. Tortuguita was killed, shot over 12 times. Shot so many times, we can't even say exactly how many times he was shot. It was death by firing squad. He's talking about Manuel Tortuguita Esteban Paez Serran. And up until now, there was no body cam footage. But that just changed. <laughs> Tortuguita was shot by authorities during a multi-agency raid in the South River Forest, just outside of Atlanta with the intention of removing forest defenders. The Georgia Bureau originally reported that Tortuguita shot first and injured a Georgia state trooper. But what was originally painted as a shootout doesn't exactly sound that way in the audio. Jesus. One officer can be heard speculating another officer has been hit by friendly fire. Well, no, that sounded like suppressed gunfire. They're also warning. So the cop just said, "Man, it's your own officer." About crossfire several times throughout the video. This evidence corroborates. Were, sorry, I cut it off. They were saying that throughout the video, you can hear the cops talking about how they're, you know, oftentimes coming in um, orthogonal, ortho where they orthogonally. Yeah. Huh? Right. You like that? I got to use orthogonally <laughs> in a sentence. I did like that. Yeah. Um, so they had to be concerned about crossfire. Um, not the game. Do you remember the board game Crossfire? Crossfire. <laughs> I do. You shoot a bunch of little yeah. BBs across the board. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think there's... It's a private there. autopsy that found that Tortuguita's body was ridden with at least 13 bullet holes. So how did we even get here? In June of 2021, the city of Atlanta announced a $90 million Atlanta Public Safety Training Center in, in the Atlanta. South River Forest. Activists and citizens of Atlanta were caught <laughs> off guard and immediately began organizing. 
So I'm in Wheelan right now and tree sitters were using giant trees like this to delay construction. They're part of the forest defense here. And as you can see, they've been knocked down. Organizing around Cop City has brought a lot of different people and tactics together. Cop City has highlighted environmental racism, right? It's highlighted huh? police militarization. It's highlighted over policing. The training. Hold on, are you telling me that the environment and can be racist? And the next minute you're arguing that water is racist. Oh my God, is water racist? I didn't know environment was racist. Center proposal features an area for explosives training, burn buildings, and a mock city for cops to practice urban warfare tactics. Jesus. Right now I'm at City Hall, where mere minutes ago, the Atlanta mayor announced that they're going to move forward with the permits for what protesters call Cop City. And as you can see behind me, protesters are here awaiting for people to come out of the press room. This press conference came just a few weeks after Tortuguita's killing. It was tense. Activists and organizers wanted answers. Prior to this, activists released an open letter calling for Mayor Andre Dickens' resignation, citing his support of Cop City and his lack of comment on Tortuguita's death. Other continuing uh, concerns with this site is that Entrenchment Creek is one of the most endangered uh, tributaries in Georgia. It feeds into the South River Forest, which we know is an endangered riverway. You know, the development scale you know, is at risk of exceeding the stormwater sediment permits. What Ted's saying here is basically the watershed is at risk of being poisoned, and an appeal has been filed against the permit in order to stop construction for that very reason. This is another tree that's been completely destroyed. From the outside looking in, activists remain steadfast despite everything they're up against. That's probably where someone set up their tent. All right, we can probably stop it there. It's pretty upsetting. Yeah, I mean, just, in, just in the audio of, of the shooting, it, it definitely doesn't sound like there's any return fire. Or no. It's, it's all coming from one side. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. A again, we have um, cops saying, oh, no, he shot first, and then he actually doesn't seem to be the case. Isn't that something? You don't say, Alan. Mm. Um, well, I've got another uh, video. So this one, uh, the sexy toaster. I'm a sexy toaster on Instagram. There's a number at the end because their accounts keep getting deleted because they're bad, they're naughty online. Uh, oddly enough, this is the I think their original Instagram account or I mean uh, Twitter account. Uh, anyway, uh, toaster sent me this on Twitter. Um, it's a nurse in Salt Lake City that was being harassed by a cop and arrested for. Well, I'll let you. I'll let you hear it. Salt Lake City Police. University of Utah nurse Alex Wubbles says she was just doing her job, following hospital protocol by refusing to let police take a blood sample from an unconscious patient. Is this patient under arrest? Nope. Wubbles says Detective Jeff Payne demanded a blood sample from a... Wubbles calmly explains the policy for obtaining blood. The three things that allow us to do that are if you have an electronic warrant, patient consent, or patient under arrest, and neither of those things the patient can't she even gets her supervisor on the phone who backs her up. The tension only escalates. You understand the, the, the patient's unconscious and they can't consent to a blood test, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah okay. I get that. Right. She's it's a privacy issue. Has told me no. Who backs her up? The tension only escalates. She's the one that has told me no. Yeah, but sir, you're making a huge mistake, right? Now. That's her supervisor. <laughs> Okay. No, we're done. We're, we're done. You're under arrest. We're going. We're done. We've apologized and said what happened was unacceptable. I was very clear. We take this very seriously. ...and giving people the benefit of the doubt 
and try and make change and make things better. Police released Wobbles without charges that but in a written report that his watch commander advised him to arrest the nurse for interfering with a police investigation incident. Dan Simon, CNN, Salt Lake City. Oh, I got a button. Isn't that something? Uh, that's so upsetting. Like, that's just, that's clearly, that's somebody who is high on authority, right? And, like, they they don't give a fuck about the rules. I have a badge. I can do whatever the fuck I want. And obviously they're um, pushing that all the time. And they're an example of what's probably happening more often. And there's probably people that don't have as much of a spine as she does, right? And I can imagine, like, that's a, you know, that's a relatively calm person. Yeah. You know, she's trying to explain, look, this is why I can't do that. She goes through the things she needs for, you know, to comply. Um, can you imagine that guy in a, in a stressful situation? Jesus, like, you're right. Oh, fucking my God. Christ, man. Oh, like, God. That guy, yeah, yeah. With a firearm, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we're kind of sticking on that subject. So I had this clip last week and we didn't play it because we did that interview. Um and it's kind of timely and timeless anyways, sadly. Um, Evergreen. Yeah, yeah that's the word. Uh, so they're kind of talking about like qualified immunity. Um, and I think by now we all know what qualified immunity is. It's why cops can kind of get away with things and not have much repercussion to it. I know that's a shitty description of it. Um, Pretty much. Yeah. So part of so um, qualified immunity means that if there's existing court cases that can prove that the police actions are unconstitutional then those cases can be used against officers when like, how do I say this? So like qualified immunity means you have to have a previous case that's been tried and proven. And you can use that as case law to say that what the cop just did now is illegal. But if you don't have a prior case to prove that, then the cop can get away with it. Is that so essentially there has to be precedent. Yes. What, yeah. For like yeah. that specific action type thing. Sure. Um, okay. What's interesting is that uh, that, that would require, and, and this is the assumption, I guess, that we all operate off of, that cops are out here boning up on case law in their spare time so that they know how to <laughs> appropriately adjust their tactics, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. Right, okay. Uh, so this is the Lawfare podcast. They're talking about how police became untouchable. That's the title of the episode. Uh, this is about two minutes, but I think it's worth it. Well, let me just let me state it a different way. The, the court's assumption that these cops are pouring over the fine-grained distinctions of court of appeals decisions in their circuits and Supreme Court decisions. That's the implicit assumption, I think. Yeah. And even before you tell us what the evidence is, it seems implausible. Yeah. The qualified immunity cases really do seem to rest on the assumptions that officers are on notice of these cases. And they repeatedly talk about the need for qualified immunity so that officers are on notice of the unconstitutionality of their conduct. But when I looked at hundreds of policy manuals and training materials from California law enforcement agencies, what I found was that officers are not trained about the facts and holdings of the kinds of cases that clearly establish the law. Instead, they're taught general principles. Principles like the Supreme Court's decision in Graham versus Connor, which sets out the Fourth Amendment excessive force matrix uh, and says that force uh, can only be used if it is objectively reasonable under the circumstances faced by the officer in the moment. That's what they're trained about. And then they're, they are given various scenarios that are not 
coming from court decisions to get themselves comfortable with applying that standard. And yet the Supreme Court's qualified immunity doctrine has said that law is not clearly established at the level of Graham versus Connor. The fact that force was not objectively reasonable is not enough to overcome qualified immunity. Instead, a plaintiff has to find a prior court decision where a similar kind of force was used in a similar circumstance. And again, this is all justified in part by the need to put officers on notice when they aren't informed about these cases. And they never could be informed about these cases. I looked at uh, Ninth Circuit use of force cases and found uh, upwards of, of 250 cases that could be used to clearly establish the law for qualified immunity purposes. That's just one circuit, just one kind of police power. Officers could never learn all of the cases that might clearly establish the law. And even if they did, they couldn't remember them. None of us could possibly remember the facts and holdings of all of those cases. A few things. So, um, oh, wait, 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 wait. isn't that something? Okay, go ahead, Al. (laughs) She talks about the reasonable person standard, which is used in a lot of other areas of law Uh, harassment, for instance, where if a reasonable person thinks that this is harassment, then that's what we would, you know, that's how we decide whether or not that's illegal or not. Um, But what she's saying with qualified immunity is that the reasonable person statute or standard doesn't apply here. What they're all they're doing is looking at precedent. So when cops shoot through Breonna Taylor's apartment through the freaking wall, or, or through the, the window, door. through the window. No, no, no. Just through the window. slow down, slow down. Yeah. Okay. Hopped, hopped up, put his hand above his head, turned his gun sideways, and shot through a window. Right. Which clearly a reasonable person would, have, I, I believe, would That's say reckless. that. That is... sounds reckless to me. If I did that at the firing yeah. range, they'd throw me out. Of course. Even anything approaching that, they'd throw you out, and they should. Um, but what she's saying is that because of qualified immunity, that's not how that's looked at. That's looked at, well, was there a case that was yeah. decided previously that that you know a jury decided that was not okay and then can we refer to that and then and then, well and then, then the things never fucking go to trial because they settle things right. out of court with taxpayer money so it just this yes. oftentimes there is an opportunity for that precedence and so if you're a cop operating that environment obviously there's no way for you to look at all that case always was the point um and so thereby you know conform you know change the way you're going to act based on oh this case X versus Y, uh, you know, in 2016, that was decided I can't do that because that's not okay. Um, that That's just a stupid, <laughs> it's a stupid framework to even mount anything on. It doesn't right. make any sense. Yeah. 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 And, and it's all based on this fear that if you make it, if you, if you hold police accountable for bad actions or if you hold, excuse me, if you hold bad cops accountable for their bad actions, it's going to have a cooling effect on you know on cops that are out just trying to well, do jobs and i, I mean, don't know so that... is is qualified immunity the section 230 of, <laughs> of <laughs> like you know what i mean like yeah because that because you just described because basically the supreme court's looking at section i don't have a sound for it supreme court's okay. looking at section 230 right now and from all the analysis and if you look at the uh what do they call it when they the oral arguments it sounds like they're like okay mm, probably should just leave it the way it is and let Congress change this. If Congress has the will to Congress doesn't have the will to, or the, the, you know, so therefore things will stay the same. Well, Alan just said, you know, the, the structure of how qualified immunity works requires cops to know these things. They don't have the ability to do that. Everyone recognizes that. So they just give them a pass. Right. 
Right. I mean, and so so essentially, Section Two Thirty does the same thing for internet, like places like Google and Facebook and <laughs> Instagram, etc., where they have no culpability for anything they do because they're not publishers, right? They're just a platform where other people can post. That's stuff. a really good um, analogy, man. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I have a song you sent in. Oh, I love this song. Let's get out of this, this, uh, this cop the... segment with uh, yeah. a tune Alan sent us. Thank God for the cops. Who else is gonna show up and murder my neighbor's dog? Who else is gonna write a report when you get assaulted? Show up at the scene of the crime. Take a couple pictures and then accuse you of lying. We love the cops who wouldn't ever lie on the stand. If you can't do the time, you shouldn't have got that tan. We understand. Oh. They're trained to be afraid of the sun, so they should definitely be allowed to shoot anyone. We love the cops stop resisting try thanking him for his service gotta be nice you wouldn't like him when he sat staring down a barrel why are you so nervous if i got mugged i'd just call a cab call a cab call a cab if i got mugged i'd just call a cab thank god for the Man, uh, I wore my Save the Dogs uh, Firearm Policy yeah. Coalition shirt to the range. That always gets good attention. Nice. Yeah. All right. That well, song is um, is funny, but also sad. Yeah, it's a little real, real. Let's Very hit this well button. Isn't that something? And I don't know. I, I also think that it's... I, I hate being mischaracterized, and I don't think that it's a fair um, summary of our either of our stance on this that uh, they're, that every cop out there is doing all those things, right? Of course like, not. Of course not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we have an awful lot of examples to talk about how things could be done better and people just want to say, no, you can't hold them accountable. So, all right, we're going in circles. Uh, you know, this one's, uh, we're just keeping it real light here at none taking because we like to talk about the news and keep it light, you know? Um, so I, cause that always happens when people, um, I try to tell people about the show. I'm like, you know, we talk about news. We start off with some humor. Um, you know, we like to talk about culture wars with a bit of nuance. They're like, oh, you kind of keep it light. I'm like, no. No, 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 <laughs> no. No. It's very, very yeah. heavy. Um, yeah. so sticking to that, uh, this is another toaster uh toaster story that got got sent to me. I wasn't uh familiar with this story at all, so I think they set this up fine in the video itself. There was a triple suicide pact. That's that's what I'll leave it with. Pennsylvania. Um it's very bizarre. It, you might have questions as it goes on. I think you'll get all your answers, but it's very bizarre. You just don't know what was going through their minds. Shock and sadness in this West Manchester Township neighborhood. The York County Coroner says 62-year-old James Dobb and his 59-year-old wife Deborah and his 26-year-old daughter Morgan were all shot in the head. But the manner of death is different. The father and the mother are homicide victims, according to the coroner. The daughter's death has been ruled suicide. It, it's sad that, oh. that they felt they had to take their life. Who shot who is still not completely clear, with the coroner determining all three family members pre-planned their deaths. The coroner says that determination is based on evidence found at the scene and conversations with the family. I just wish they could have got help. I wish somebody could have, somebody could have knew that they were having problems. I... Lydia. thought that I had more. Oh, okay, good. Okay, I have it in my Twitter DMs. Okay, I got another video in my DMs from the Toasty. Um, okay, so here's a follow-up on that. So um, they said that it was determined to be a, a, a suicide pact. Mm -hmm. Part of why they, 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 they're on that lead is that she posted, the daughter posted some very bizarre videos before it happened. Hmm. 
one true king, king of kings, lord of lords, king Jesus. That's her standing the one true. selfie video. Amen. If I had just clipped that part of the video, you probably would have thought, oh yeah, that, that girl just really loves Jesus. Except you probably wouldn't have found out that she just completed a murder-suicide pact with their parents right after she posted that video. Read my lips, never. I will never be the Queen of England, United Kingdom. She said, read my lips. More Elizabeth for Queen. She said, read my lips, never. I will never be the Queen of England. I have more than Elizabeth. I, I have more than Elizabeth Dahl for Queen. In fact, I don't think they will ever have monarchy ever again. The uh, Antichrist will seize. Antarctic. Seize it by intrigue and then set himself up as king. The Antichrist will seize it by intrigue and set himself up as king. It's just yeah, mental it's illness. done. I have formally abdicated. So we can piece together from the video and notes is that she somehow thought she was next in line to be the Antichrist, a aka the Queen of England. And so when she abdicates the throne, she's expecting the Antichrist to actually come to Earth. And I fucked with her. You can imagine being mentally unwell and that making perfect sense though, right? Yeah, I guess so. Like that's the pretty, mind is that's pretty out there, but yeah, so, I, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, like I, I, I'm not relating to this in any way, so don't get nervous. But like, I, you know, mm. I've talked to you off air. I t mentioned it last week on the show. I've kind of had some anxiety moments and realized, you know, yeah. sort of how my mind is uh, been through a lot of trauma with my injury and being in the hospital and you know blacking out from from that and yeah, um, and you know, you you get these moments where you're like suffering from that anxiety and you're just like. Like, please don't hear this wrong, okay? Because, like, we've talked about this type of stuff before. But, like, you get these thoughts where you're like, if this is how I'm always going to feel, then being alive is a burden. Mm. And that's, like, really insidious. Now, imagine if you had a, just that same type of trick that your mind can play on you that's like, okay, I don't want to be the Queen of England. And if I step off the throne, then the Antichrist is going to come up here. Like, it's just our minds are just so... We are yeah, not adapted for can, our environments, you know, yeah. like and, the places that can take us are, are pretty, can be terrifying. Sorry. We're um, not adapted for our modern environments. And I think we're under a lot of trauma because of that. So, and some people just can't handle it well. Yeah. I mean, our, our basic, you know, fight or flight response doesn't adapt well to modern life. Um, and that causes all kinds of issues. Yeah. I mean, that's just a really basic function of being a human. There's more, but I really, I, I think we've got that story out there enough. I, I hadn't heard anybody talking about that. I know it's a niche I story. Hadn't either. I, I, you know, it's not that important, but we talk about this guy who kills four people in Idaho, drives across country. Like that's important. So, you know, in, yeah. in the same way, I feel like this is um, just really interesting. The fact that the parents seem to have been convinced by her um, and, you know, willf willing, willful participants, just so interesting. Um, I do have a clip. This is not going to transition really well. Um, the, I have a clip from that book I've been reading, uh, the end of the world is only the beginning. Uh, mm -hmm. I've, I, I can't recommend this book enough, man. Uh, let me go to my, yeah, it's on my list. Good, I good. will, as soon as I'm done with the, what I'm listening to it, now, I'll get to that. You one. know, I, I think it's very anti-globalist, right? Or globalization kind of, I could, I, so that's why I want people to read it because if I tried to summarize it, I, sh I could easily start saying that, but to say that it's anti that it's not, it's. Okay. It's analytical of uh, demographic and geography and the trajectory the world's on. And is it like pointing out flaws? Yes. So it's like, okay. it's not anti-globalization. It's saying that we are about to head to a phase that he calls de-civilization. And that sounds bad. It, it is. And um, don't worry. By the time you get to like chapter five, you find out that 
It's going to suck here too, but we're probably going to be doing better than anywhere else in the world. The point of this discussion into possible economic models isn't to depress you, although in my opinion that's a perfectly reasonable takeaway, or even to put a finger on what outcome is most plausible. Instead, it is to underline two outcomes. First, everything is going to change. Whatever new economic system or systems the world develops will be something we're unlikely to recognize as being viable today. We will probably need far higher volumes of capital, retirees absorb it like sponges, but we'll have far less of it. Fewer workers means fewer taxpayers. That suggests economic growth and technological progress, both of which require capital as an input, will stall out. And that's just one facet. Everything that capitalism and fascism and the rest were designed to balance or manage, supply, demand, production, capital, labor, debt, scarcity, logistics, isn't so much contorting as evolving into forms we have literally never experienced as a species. We are entering a period of extreme transformation with our strategic, political, economic, technological, demographic, and cultural norms all in flux at the same time. Of course we will shift to a different management system. Second, the process will be the very definition of traumatic. The concept of more has been our guiding light as a species for centuries. From a certain point of view, the past 70 years of globalization have simply been more on steroids, a sharp uptake on our long-cherished economic understandings. Between the demographic inversion and the end of globalization, we are not simply ending our long experience with more, or even beginning a terrifying new world of less. We face economic freefall as everything that has underpinned humanity's economic existence since the Renaissance unwinds all at once. So it's a real uh, uplifting book that just makes you feel fantastic. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I don't go to listen to it until I've listened to all my fucking podcasts because I know mm -hmm. that, uh, I mean, it is getting to a phase where it's a little bit more, but I feel like it's really important to, um, it makes you recognize how trivial a lot of the shit that we argue about in the second half of the show is. Um, mm -hmm. And just these made up things like trans being an issue, like we fucking should care about, yeah. you know, or drag that, shows. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that, that whole concept of more um, is interesting. And I feel like, you know, sort of like what the American dream is that, you know, your kids have a better life than you are always sort of that's how it's been described. Abundance, right? right? Like, yeah. Right. That is, and the way we measure GDP is, you know, you know, there's, I've heard a lot of economists talk about maybe that's not the best way to measure human progress or, you know, success. Um, there's other I things. I just want to point can... out when economists talk about that, you listen. But when I play a clip of a lady saying, you know, they're saying the economy is good, but they're only looking at GDP. You argue about whether or not we should be looking at GDP, but that's fine, Alan. The, the show's not taken, so do we too. argue, but yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but no, I think that, yeah, that's um, it's certainly not a happy story that sounds like he's telling I, in that I, book, I, but it seems like maybe a, a more realistic. I, and, and the people that are going to be able to manage through it are going to be the people that, are, that have the identify the processes that they're about to go through. Right. So I feel like it's almost like a manual that you should be familiar with. Cause then you just start to see things. There was some poll, I think uh slick had shared it in the group chat and it was like um, Republicans versus Democrats, what they rated as the top things concerning like the number one threat to the, to America. And nowhere on that list was the birth declining birth rate. 
And I was just like, mm-hmm. literally nothing on here is as important as the fact that if there aren't more kids to be a, one, a part of the workforce two replace the retiring population, uh, social security, and just everything that they've done to absorb wealth, um, we're going to be in a lot and of trouble. The about. only thing that we have going for us in the next couple of decades is that millennials exist. In most countries, the boomers, they most countries after the World War II had a boomer generation, but um, they kind of, Gen X and then the millennial generation were both less and less numbers. And that's true here. There are less numbers in the boomers, but in America, they're significantly higher than the numbers in other countries. So because of that, we have a little bit of cushion, except what are millennials not doing? having kids yes i have three dogs and guns i love my guns <laughs> yeah so and that's what he's talking about with the whole inversion of demographics essentially and that's the, china the is so fucked and you look at this war i mean now it makes so much more sense this is a war of demography so of course china is willing to help the war in ukraine okay okay I, that's the only thing i could think of but it's so dumb it's so okay I'm not going to pivot to uh, Putin's misguided war, but it makes more sense through that lens, right? Like once you start seeing the see world through what, what he's talking yeah. about, a lot of what's happening makes so much more sense, and you realize I don't know how if fucked Putin's we were playing from... that 3D chess or not. No, but, but um, thinks yeah, he I, is. I understand. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Can we move on? Um, That's. Uh, oh, got a button. Isn't that something? You know what? Talking about Ukraine, let's go to this one here. This is a uh, guy that's on Joe Rogan talking about, um, for example, what the hundred billion dollars that we've given to Ukraine. Uh, some some comparisons of that amount of money. Some fun <laughs> numbers for everybody. This is from a past monologue I've gone. U.S. aid currently at $100 billion is double what the entire rest of the world has given to Ukraine. In one year, surpasses what we gave the Afghan military in 20 years. I think uh, Croatone said that on the show a couple weeks ago. He did. The total amount to Ukraine now exceeds all U.S. military aid to the country of South Vietnam between 1956 and 1975. Wow. $100 billion. Isn't that something? I don't really have any comment on that. I feel like we say it enough uh, all the time. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I, I think that there could be pretty disastrous consequences for Ukraine outright losing that war, which is why... Um, the U.S. has decided to invest as much as it has in that because we can see that. Um, the just post World War II, the sort of the agreement that all these countries came to was of like you know respecting sovereignty and trying to resolve things diplomatically through the UN, etc. Russia just took all that and threw it out the window. We're talking about you know. 70 80 years of of the way we worked post world war ii yeah that's all part um, of that book yeah the america created an unnatural environment that we've lived in since then so typically after you win a war you conquer that land like america should have conquered uh britain excuse me hi britain uh <laughs> germany italy and japan and occupied it and rather than that we did the marshall plan um you know, not from the goodness of our heart, because we did not, the population at home did not want to be an imperial society, not in that way, at least. And, um, and also the logistics of it is just, it's complete, it's beyond over the horizon. But anyways, rather than do that, we colluded with the other nations that were on the same side. And we had, was that, that's not Brenton Wood. That's, um, damn it. Some meeting, um, ah, it's killing me. Oh, well. Um, and they came out of that meeting. One that Wilson was it? Yeah. And it's basically, yeah. you know, 
people want to say things like the new world or no, no, not Wilson. No, no, no. That's not Wilson. That's, that was that's World, world War one. one and yeah. the yeah. central bank, which I think is Brenton Wood, um, which is also a singer. And that's confusing for me. Um, where, where are we? Oh, so we created this rules-based, what we call the rules-based order, and it's unnatural. Like, it is unnatural, but it was our way of getting the best of winning the war without having to commit ourselves and overextend ourselves. And then we went on to do exactly that via things like Korea, Vietnam, Afghanistan, uh, Iraq, yeah, exactly. et cetera. Yes. Global war on terror, yeah. Um, let's go to half. And I have a question for you that I think will set us up for a little bit of this type of conversation in our culture wars and make it front of the right, make it front of the left. Um, so the governor in Tennessee is about to sign this anti-drag bill. We got a clip coming up, a uh, similar bill in Arkansas because uh, all these bills get written by the same people and just handed out to the states. Right. Who plays Peter Pan usually? Like in the play, Peter Pan? Like a small... It's usually a woman. Person? It's usually a woman. It oft, yeah, it often is, yes. Okay. Is that illegal now? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. What about things like Disney mascots? Like if it's a man inside a female character's costume or vice versa, is that a problem? Because the bill is vague. These are, these are the issues with the bill. And if they do yeah, like a hip kind of thrust or anything, about. is that, you know, pervy, per, per, Is that whatever. sexual? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are, what about mascots in general? I mean, they get up on the dugout and do that hip thrust thing all the time. Like, oh, is yeah. that inappropriate? Yeah. Like, is that's Lucille, a... Can Lucille not perform in Tennessee? I don't. The fuck is Lucille? The Giants mascot, San Francisco Giants. Well, mascot. luckily we don't have a pro baseball team. Um, uh, that's true. <laughs> okay, how about this one? What if it's on the TV inside of a bar? What if they're showing Saturday Night Live? Oh God. Where and like, like women in yeah. men's clothes or vice versa. Or vice versa, yeah. Yeah. This I, is why are we even attempting to go here? This is why it's problematic. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what we talked about with with uh, Dolly Parton's niece. I hope they, her name her name's Rebecca. You know, I put I put that in a post. I was like, we had Dolly Parton's niece on here as a comment, and then I didn't think anybody'd see it and like it got a lot of likes on the comment. And I was like, Oh shit, I should have said Rebecca. That's not funny. <laughs> All right, dude. I'm gonna grab uh, a beer. I just by uh, interviewing her for that short period of time, I think she'd be fine. No, I, I know you're right, yeah. but you know, I only got like ten friends out here. I don't want to make it nine. Right. All right, man. I'll see you in a minute. All right. See you on the B side. This is the B side of our platter, sports fans. And I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. <laughs> In the canyons of your mind I will wander through your brain To the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you again Cross the mountains of your chest Through the holes in your string 
What's your whistling? It's the song that we play at halftime. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Covered for you in sequence. Yes. Okay, can I paint a picture for you and just ask you what you would do in this scenario? It's not a would you rather. Okay, yeah. So imagine you're walking through the forest. Um, you know, like, uh, what's that uh, Marin Woods area, right? Got those oh, sequoias yeah. there. It's kind of dense. Maybe not so, that, Muir but like Woods. more dense. Muir Woods, that's right. What did I say? Marin. Uh, yeah, Muir Woods. Okay, good point. Yeah. Uh, over by uh, <laughs> Lucasfilm and uh, Industrial Light and Magic, probably. I don't know. Yeah, it's near. So you're walking around the forest. Um, it's it's like foggy, right? It's like foggy mm-hmm. or misty, whatever your local uh, forest is like. Dense, dense. You haven't seen anybody for half hour, hour, you know. Um, and you got this fell trees all over the place, right? And it's like hollowed out logs just over mm-hmm. time. And you're in the middle of there, middle of nowhere, um, you know. It's the fine state of Tennessee where you can constitutional carry, so you have a firearm on you. Uh, mm, just okay. in case there's wildlife, right, that tries to attack like a bobcat. You know, They always say it's not the bobcat that you see that gets you. It's the one you don't. Yeah. Also, I don't think you need to shoot a bobcat. Uh, mountain lion is what I had in mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although I'll fuck up an ocelot. So, all right. So uh, you got one of those like felled trees there. It's all hollowed out. Nobody's been around for miles. You think you're just alone. And out of nowhere, a naked Danny DeVito crawls out. Oh, no. <laughs> would you like stop and try to understand if it's a human? Or would you just be like, no, this is this is a fucking monster. This is like a round blob with arms. Like, and it's just like <laughs> Jersey Mike's like <laughs> you'd shoot it, right? Like you there's no way you would if you saw a naked covered in in dirt Danny DeVito that's not a human. You wouldn't think this is me. This is the same as me. I am getting the fuck out of there right? as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah. Like, I am high tailing it out of there. It's like the Get opposite of out. a shack, right? Like same thing, man. If you saw a shack crawl out of there, you'd be like, oh fuck. Oh, giants are real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good to see we're on the same page. Thank God. I yeah, said yeah. Natasha Natasha says no. She's like, no, you're That's actually kind of terrifying. I don't yeah, I, I might have a nightmare about this later. Right How now. is he real? How is Danny DeVito a real thing? <laughs> I don't know. And he can act. <laughs> He's funny. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's move into our segment here, making fun of the right. Um, this uh, first one is a, um, it's a it's a representative. I don't know what state he's from, but it's a representative uh, or a political candidate telling you a bit about himself. But there is a guy on like the streaming channel that's offering up his take on this guy. Here we go. I'm a Christian, a patriotic American, and a free market, shrink the government conservative. Gay. Who also happens to be gay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it's just that? a little scene setter. No, we don't have buttons for this. <laughs> you get so used to the buttons in the first half. Um, all right. So um, here's Matt Walsh uh, just explicitly saying that he's taking uh, the America's easy route. America's Most Wanted guy, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, so Matt Walsh, he's the talking beard that goes in front of Congress and, uh, and state legislatures uh, just, you know, hyping them up and their, and their voting populace. 
so mm-hmm. that they can get these anti-trans, anti-drag, anti-whatever, all done in the name of protecting kids who are not being abused. And you know what? If they are, there's decency laws already, so you can still prosecute. You actually should. Yep. I'd recommend you do that because the people that like to do the things you're afraid of don't want to hurt kids. And if they are, those are child abusers, and there's fucking laws for that. Anyway, Convi- this is him. this is him saying, just saying out loud how he does not want to play the game that we want to play where we want to treat issues with nuance and appreciation for other people sharing their ideas and then us coming to an understanding. Convincing the other side is not my primary objective. It's That's easier. Like, it's easier. This is the core difference between you and me. Yes. I mean, I feel now I feel like he's talking to me. I'm not looking to reach an understanding with these people. I'm not interested in compromise and dialogue. For those who castrate children and attack the very concept- And he just goes right there. ...concept of truth and erode the foundations of human civilization. My goal is to defeat and humiliate and demoralize them. Does he really think that when you see thousands of people protesting the stuff that he wants, that every single one of them wants to castrate children and dehumanize and unravel civilization? Does he? Re- and no, of course he doesn't think that. So, so if what you want to do is sell clips and get paid for advertising, you say, I'm not interested in being persuasive. I'm interested in getting you mad. And I know how to do that. And I can do it calmly and I can do it in a way that you could say, oh, look at him. He's rational. And, and well, and by all means, I love kids. Why would I want anything bad to happen to children? Um, I think I had a little bit more unless you got something. Well, he's just, this is the classic thing of just saying, well, this is evil. That's evil. Um, there's no, we don't negotiate with evil. That's just, you know, and so you're putting everybody into a, a group that, that clearly they don't belong to. And you're by creating that evil enemy, then then you can take actions beyond that which you normally wouldn't be able to. Because no, it doesn't matter. That's just an evil thing. It's an orc. It's not. It's not a human. That's not a person. Right. Right. Um, I, I want to play some more because I you kind of get the idea that this is representative of a large part of the voting populace, and 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 you got to think about what that type of person wants to do with power here. Them. Okay, I want to destroy everything they stand for. They want nothing less than your unconditional surrender. We have to meet them with that same energy or we will lose or continue losing. Where did you arrive at this conclusion that the way to win the culture is by being nice? Is that how the left won the culture? Have you been paying attention at all? They have seized hold of our society, indoctrinating entire generations, and they didn't do it with niceness. Convin- All right, it starts over there. Um, do you got something? Because I've got something. Uh, go ahead. How are you supposed to maintain power with an attitude of destruction? <laughs> like, ultimately, that destruction is going to be turned towards things that are constitutionally protected or the constitutional republic and everything it represents. Yeah, you can't. There's not there's there's not a way to govern that way. And of course, he's being incredibly vague, right? Like we get the picture of what he's saying, but he's basically saying if you support egalitarianism in any way, then you're supporting sexual mutilization of children. Right, which is obviously a not like that. 
that syllogism doesn't work. That there, <laughs> that's what's syllogism? It's a logical statement where okay. you you say two two things that you purport as facts and then come oh. to a conclusion. Yes, that syllogism isn't on. true. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Cheers, mate. Exactly. Cheers. Um, I mean, this, this, so, so a one-sided approach like this is fucking, this is the problem. Like, this is what triggers me, right? This is like, I mean, obviously the show's called None Taken because we come on here and, I mean, we get along because we're friends, but we have different political opinions and yeah. that's why we're like, well, we should do a show then. Um, yeah, I guess maybe people don't know that. Me and you have very different political opinions. We just very get different. on here and agree. Okay. All right. Well, not always. No, not we don't. Always. Yeah. Well, we just, but, but we, we do it in the way that he's like, why would you try to do that that way? It's like, I don't right. know. So that we can like make a collaborative like civilization. Yeah. And we're interested in the nuances of an argument. And then he's just and, like, well, no, because literally everyone who doesn't think like me is is, is molesting children. children. Yeah. Yeah. Mutilating yeah. them. So, um, it's dogmatic. Mm-hmm. And there needs to be some sort of a movement that can counter that, but I don't know what it is. And I know that we keep talking about us being the opposite of that. We are not big enough to fight that and win. Um, not I, yet. Okay. Well, what can be, I mean, if this was warfare, you use asymmetrical tactics. What could those be in this humor, getting mm -hmm. people to laugh without you making fun of them and then sort of diffusing the, the tension in that subject and then having like, actually, I think humor can be a very effective yeah, tool I think so in this too. sort of space yes. yeah it's like literally all i think I've it's ever, kind of what we do yeah it's all i've ever learned in yeah. life was like well people will like you more if you make them laugh at first so <laughs> it's all just a coping mechanism because my parents split up okay um uh, all right uh, this clip is uh oh i've got another fear-mongering demagogue because we're in our making oh. fun of the right segment uh Can't wait. this came out right before last week's episode or maybe the weekend before is just off my radar i don't hear every fucking thing this guy does anymore thank god World War III has never been closer than it is right now. This is helpful. We need to clean house of all of the warmongers and America last globalists and the deep state, the Pentagon, the State Department, what? and the national security industrial complex. One of the reasons I was the- God, if only there was someone that had power to do that for like four <laughs> years. <laughs> the only president only in generations who didn't start a war is that I was the only president who rejected the catastrophic advice of many of Washington's generals. He shot, he, what, he, he hit the passenger side of a car with a Hellfire missile and almost started war with Iran. Or yeah. did he hit, the, hit him on the airport? I forget. But, yeah. Bureaucrats uh, and the so-called diplomats COVID, who only know how to get us into conflict, but they the don't know how to get us out. Oh God, I, I clicked so many times. It's insidious. <laughs> uh, that, I, don't, what, what, I don't know. What was I interrupting him for? I forget. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I wish that his Oh, I know. The only rhetoric. reason that we didn't go to war with Iran was because COVID was coming out at the same time, and nobody wanted to commit to shit like that. I wish his anti-war rhetoric wasn't such bullshit and... and and like, like mixed in with all of his other like America's exceptional bullshit. Right. If you know he I mean? just like, read I, one Scott Horton book and was like, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, Scott Horton um, had a real good speech at that protest in D.C. Uh, the anniversary of the war. Can't say much more for the rest of the people that were there. Did you see any of that? I didn't see that. No. Oh, there was like Russian flags and. Oh, okay. I think that. I saw. Some and it was so. It's like one of these moments where I'm like, Twitter. I'm really glad I'm not a libertarian anymore because um, people that still think I am are like, Hey, man, this you, this you guys, is that is that still you? I'm like, No, 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 no. no. 
Okay, I did see that now that you mentioned yeah. it. Okay, I, I didn't connect the dots, but I, I didn't realize Horton was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, uh, something tells me I'm going to have to edit out this one. Oh, wait. Oh, no, that's next. That's in Megaphone Left. Okay, I can get my shit together. Uh, this is... Uh, <laughs> that way I know to edit it. Nice. This is uh, one of these uh, guys that came up sort of as a wannabe Jordan Klep, Klep, Klepper, where they go around um, asking asking guys at Trump rallies questions. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. If Joe Biden or Vladimir Putin were running for president of the United States in 2024, who would you vote for? Well, not Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that goes to show how, uh, you know, how warped, you know. Putin at least has uh, some principles <laughs> from my, you know. What are those? Outside view. Uh, he, he loves his country, you know. He loves his country. Very similar to Trump <laughs> in a sense. If Joe Biden. He loves his country. Yeah. He turned it into a, klepto- a kleptocracy. He loved it so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so sticking with uh, that subject of Ukraine, um, so the anniversary of the one year of the war in Ukraine took place this last week. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what? I really love that we didn't have um, like a meeting or meeting. We didn't have like a conversation about it. We both just operated as though there's no point in doing like a one year recap. No. Yeah. Every fucking news podcast that I listened to had to do a special episode on one year anniversary of Ukraine. I know, I know. It's like I'm not going to listen to ten hours of podcast a day just talking about the the last year. I've paid attention. Yeah. Listen, to that. Okay. yeah, <laughs> I don't need a recap. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Um. So there was. So this is my favorite thing that came out. Uh, this came and went in the last week. It. Um. And and, and here's here's how I'm here, here's how I say that. So I'm going to play a clip from around the 24th, like the 23rd, 24th. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's this movement going. There's a there's a Atlanta didn't never burn. Conspiracy. Atlanta was a false Ooh. flag operation, and Abraham Lincoln was a crisis actor. Actually, that clip is very accurate. So the thing going around is that the war in Ukraine is fake. What? Did you know the war was fake? Biden was landed aware. in Kiev today to promote another world war. Watch. <laughs> Sirens are fake. I will say it's totally plausible to me that they were like, hey, light up those f- sirens. It'll make a good photo op. I, I, I don't know. And that would be. I have heard people it. say that. I, OK, but like because how, apparently the apparently the U.S. apparently the U.S. informed Russia that that uh, Biden was going yeah. to be there so that there would be no like international incident. Um, and so people are saying that the air raid sirens were. Okay. production. I mean, that's shitty, but I, I mean, it's a photo op. You know, the other guy yeah, scattered out a crowd in front of the White House so he could hold a Bible. Right. Not, not his Bible. <laughs> he says it's a Bible. So, A-Bible. like, yeah. And, and like, I'm not doing the, uh, what, what's that called? Like, Oh, sides what about is what about is I'm just saying like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not shocked presidents do photo op shit. Anyway, sure. I certainly don't jump to, well, this whole war's fake. <laughs> yeah, right. There's another video watching that where they're like, why did they leave the president? That's not the president. He's not there. First of all, they were saying his motorcade, it was all, it wasn't like escalades or whatever they normally are. I'm like, yeah. Did you hear the thing about the train? Like, obviously, like they, <laughs> right. they didn't go there with, you know, all the vehicles from D.C. Like, right. you know, they, <laughs> they, they, they didn't just go in. to Avis. But and they're and they're like, well, nobody's next to him in that picture. It's like, yeah, it's called a photo op. There's guards all around. Like, you know, mm-hmm. sure. Something could have happened. You're right. Like, OK, what's your point? War's fake. Note the air raid sirens in the background. 
What's strange is there didn't seem to be any air raids in Kiev this morning. We checked. There were just air raid sirens at precisely the moment that Joe Biden appeared for a photo op. Even CNN's reporters on the ground in Kiev know that they've been in the city for the past five days and didn't hear any bombs or missile strikes or any sirens until the moment that Biden walked so out stupid. to the cameras. I've been here the for the past five days. I have not heard any explosions. I have not heard any air sirens until about half an hour ago, right when uh, President Biden and that's CNN. was in the center Proof that of it's fake. the... <laughs> right. So here you have Potemkin air raid sirens, just the touch required in this, the most tightly scripted, most completely dishonest war in history, the fakest war. And the point, of course, is to sell Americans on yet another $500 million in tax dollars for Ukraine, for the Zelensky government. Well, I guess I thought I had more clips of the whole war is fake thing. Look, it's not going to persuade you. Like if you And if you already believed it, I'm not going to change your mind, which we don't fucking do. That's a good response to Matt Walsh earlier. We're not here to fucking change minds either. I think all we ever hope for is like we're having this conversation. If you like listening to us, there'll be like a residue of what you heard from talking to us. Next time you talk about that subject, you might see it differently. You might not, but like, it's all, we're all just going through a process. The worst thing that can happen is to tell someone they have to change overnight. I get that, you know, and that's just never yeah, happens. It's, it's the road to Damascus moment. Like that, that doesn't happen. That happens yeah. in the Bible, you know? Um, and it's, it's, it's I, twice I Paul's came up on the show, not the listener. <laughs> Paul. I mean, I think also we are sort of, we're sort of manipulating our own or dealing with our own ideas and thoughts and belief systems like live, like with mm -hmm. each other. Um, and there's times we go into a topic and I don't really know where, which side I'm on until yeah. maybe I think about it more. And, and or, or like week to week, good. right? Like I'm going to talk about the yeah. uh, source of the virus on here. And, you know, if we don't get to it, I mean, I'm going to tell you like what we say now and what we believe now is not what we believed in april but that's, 2020 that's a good thing that's it's a good that thing is, exactly that's scientific progress yes. that's intellectual yes. progress that is yeah. us turning an idea it's humility down and right like it. not thinking like yeah. i have to be right you know being course, vulnerable yeah. yeah um okay so here's my point all the whole thing like I, I can't even like there's no even momentum there's no cultural momentum behind this conspiracy i'm trying to tell you about but it was all over twitter the war is fake there's this whole thing about the war being fake because to show you there was a guy holding pictures up from um, the damaged buildings that like mm -hmm. were in the news and stuff. And then he holds it up and he drops it down and that building's there. And then there's and then all you have to do is just type in like, you know, buildings being uh, rebuilt in Ukraine and you can find cranes in the last year rebuilding the facades on buildings that they could rebuild them on. There, yeah, there's been industry. And just because you can't do that in Detroit. That says more about Detroit than than anything else. Than like Ukraine. I get that it's hard yeah. to imagine. We can't fill our potholes here in Tennessee. Same thing, but like you know, I'm, it's just people can't imagine that they've managed to rebuild in any way. And so, I mean, Kiev hasn't been at war in eleven months. Right. The city of Kiev. I mean, there's been some airstrikes that have gone, but by and large, they in eleven they've had eleven months to rebuild. And you're just like, wow, look at that. That building looks the same as it did before the war. This is fake. This is fake. Like that's so that all happened around the anniversary and then the momentum left. And one thing that I thought was hilarious was some of those same people that were saying that like four days earlier, we're talking about how this is a kinetic war and Biden's going to get us sucked into all this and it's going to be, and it's like, so what is it? What is it? Are we about to have nuclear <laughs> Holocaust or is this all fake? Right. Yeah. I can imagine ways that it's both, but whatever. 
Um, all right, let's. Uh, we're still making fun of the right here. Uh, this is Bob Seska is going to have a lot of clips in the remaining part of the show. This is the first clip of Bob Seska. Um, just because he found this, he should get credit for it. I don't want to try to like reformat this and make it look like I'm the funny guy. Bob deserves credit on this one. So we're making okay. fun of the right. Jim Jordan. Um, well, here I'll let Bob say it. Okay, one last thing here before we take a break. Uh, Jim Jordan said this, and and you know what? Normally, I don't take the bait. You know why I feel comfortable playing this podcast so much on our show? Because he just why? talked about how they go to break like every twenty fucking minutes on it. We don't do that. You know, we do one half time. <laughs> it's funny on things that he tweets. Right. But this is I found this interesting. Jim Jordan tweeted: DC elites like Fauci, Biden, and Buttigieg think they're better than us. But not President Trump. And that's exactly why so many people love him. Yeah, Donald Trump doesn't believe he's better than anyone. No. No, no. <laughs> Except for all the times when he does. <laughs> Nobody can do it like me. Nobody. Nobody can do it like me. Honestly. Nobody's stronger than me. Nobody has better toys than I do. There's nobody bigger or better at the military than I am. Nobody loves the Bible more than I do. <laughs> nobody builds walls better than me. Nobody's better. <laughs> To people with disabilities that man Nobody's fighting for the oh. veterans like I'm fighting for the veterans. There's nobody that's done so much for equality as I have. There's nobody more <laughs> pro-Israel than I am. There's nobody more conservative oh, than me. There is nobody that respects women more than I do. <laughs> nobody would be tougher on ISIS than Donald Trump. There's nobody's ever had crowds like Trump has had. There's nobody that understands the horror right. of nuclear better than me. Right. Nobody even horror of nuclear. I just like it feels like it should be nuclear, like the, the horror of nuclear. Right, there's more, but we can stop there, right? There's nobody better at Don't getting me. his lawyer to pay off porn stars <laughs> fucked than me. Like, <laughs> all right, let's move into making fun of the left here. Um, this is uh, Justin Trudeau, as I think it was over the weekend or maybe it was sometime last week. Uh, he has a heckler in a crowd during a Ukraine event. I like Justin Bieber better. <laughs> Justin's Canadian's name Justin. <laughs> I think Ukrainians can tell you a little bit about freedom and liberty, so why don't you settle down? This is a night for them, not for you. Is he the, is he the prime minister of Ukraine? <laughs> no, he's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is a night for Ukrainians, not for you. If you want to stand and cheer with Ukraine, do that. You want to wave that Ukrainian flag, please do. But let people celebrate that Ukraine is still standing and Canada stands with it. Kind of looked like Hitler in that clip. I'll send it to you. If he had a mustache. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, I put this in here because I thought I'd make a little fake argument with me and you. But hey, listeners, if you need proof, we don't do stunts because that was horrible. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I thought that was a good clip. But at the same time, it was kind of weird. He's like, so this is a night for Ukraine. It's like. It's a good response to a heckler, but it seems like a weird yeah. thing for a prime minister to say. But it also is different. They don't have a federal system there, right? Like the states have much 
more power. I believe so. Like, I, yeah. you know, I don't know enough about how their government works. I'm not going to get on here and pretend to. Um, you have to ask Toaster. I do ask Toaster often, actually. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, let's play a clip of our president. Something tells me this one's going to have to get edited in post. And uh, but it's Can't you wait. like the deep fakes, Alan. And you said you like the ones with the president. Trap star, 666 pussy nigga. Rated R for retard the way I get in dumb money. Band wow. so stupid a stack will drop a nigga IQ by seven points. I'm sorry. Real Neanderthal money, nigga. Real crocodile magic shit, nigga. I smoke more gooder than any nigga in your crew. My weed too loud. My bitch too bad. My money too long. I'm rap game Hitler. Oh, my God. Okay, every time we play these, someone tells me, it's usually Tim. I can't believe you didn't know the song that it was. Okay, this one, I don't know. The other one, yeah, I knew it was rap god. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the Eminem one, we yeah, both should, yeah, we should have yeah, gotten yeah, that one. Yeah. But all right, <laughs> <laughs> Those are I smoke too loud. All right, uh, if anybody knows who bad, the lyrics are from, long. I'd love to know that. I am curious to know who that one is. I bet Tim knows. I bet Tim knows. Uh, oh well, wouldn't be making fun of the left. It wouldn't be one that I love if we didn't have a Kamala clip in here. And wouldn't you know it? She's talking about buses again, Alan. Now this isn't again. Who, who loves? Who wouldn't love a, a a yellow school bus? No, in this one, she's talking about how there's like no exhaust and then there's USB chargers, and she cannot get over there being USB chargers. Exhaust, no diesel smell. The bus has Wi-Fi. Do not come. And even USB outlets next <laughs> to every come. seat. Do not come. I mean, come on, imagine. You can charge your phone on your way home from work. Do not come. That's good stuff. Do not come. <laughs> That's good stuff. You can, Alan, Alan, I've just, I don't know. I know there was a lot of other talk going on there. I think we were picking up something from a studio next door. But uh, mm. just imagine. You can charge your phone while you're driving while you're going home from work. Is, that's good stuff. Like she's so like she was not electable. She's only in power because somebody picked her to be their running mate. And when people got to choose, they said, "Oh fuck no!" Because you're insincere. Like the only reason many, not everyone, many people like you is because you check a couple of good boxes and you're not like completely intolerable as a politician. Like you're. You're not the you're not the worst one that's available somehow, and you are a woman of color and and a woman. Um, so like that that, but but like that wasn't enough for when the people got to vote. People of that party, right? Because during the Democratic primaries, Democrats get to vote, and they're like, no, no. Like we've got these three we like. She isn't one of them. And then one of the three that they like went on and said, well, I don't care. I think that would be good for me. And now we have to put up with her. And, and now she's one, you know, falling up the staircase. Don't have a clip for that. President still fell up the staircase last week again. Nobody <laughs> falls up the stairs better than Dark Brandon, by the way. <laughs> I feel like I'm being sexist and um, let's go xenophobic. Okay, <clears throat> do you, what do you think, Alan? <laughs> okay. <so. laughs> let's say you. Yes, you are, Dustin. I Move think, on. I, I, <laughs> I think she gets overhyped about this stuff because she's so far removed from it yes you know i think it's like uh like, it's like in uh, think, always sunny or not sunny uh uh the bluth family what's that arrested development which is like well god take it's a banana how much could it cost ten dollars <laughs> yeah I she's think out of touch toaster in the toaster in the group chat was like somebody uses public transportation like i would appreciate a usb charger yes plus, but i wouldn't which, say that you wouldn't do it that way right you wouldn't do it that way yeah. you wouldn't be like oh this is the greatest thing since sliced bread over the top when you know like she she's when's the last time 
she's been on a bus like a <laughs> campaign bus, like probably, for a campaign stunt yeah yeah that's it right yeah never uh, why would she so yeah it's yeah. it's just so disingenuous it's like how do you think that's going to come across i don't understand why she thinks this is a <laughs> this is going to be effective she's not good at it like I, yeah all right all right um i've got a clip of obama uh at the end of his second term um before a, a third term um saying something saying that saying very loudly the quiet part wish like you had a sec a, a third term um and i i used to say you know what if if i could make an arrangement where um i had a i had a, a stand-in a front man or front woman and, and they had an earpiece in and I was just in my basement in my sweats mm-hmm. looking through the stuff and then I could sort of deliver the lines but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony wow. I, I'd be fine America is a nation that can be defined in a single word I was in the foot him uh, foot, foot like that like that uh obama is that how <laughs> just maybe you say this I was a was a <laughs> oh wow i've never heard that clip of obama saying that that's yeah. a little disconcerting that feels like uh what i mean putin he was talking to steve medvedev what that sounds like what putin did with medvedev right Dude, like, it is yeah like pretty much like yeah. just wear this earpiece i'll tell you what to say yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh and now medvedev is like the craziest person in russia like he's the one yeah. out pushing the envelope all the time being like the west is going to be glass like all this shit like even putin's like hey man you're going a little too far yeah, really a little bit there, yeah. but like he was the reserved like thank god this man isn't a power crazed madman look he has medvedev right like mm-hmm. we just didn't know anything we just yeah yeah that's probably true okay um, I got this clip from the Skept- Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. Galaxy. Universe. Mm-hmm. First time. SGU. <laughs> okay. So the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. It's written down right there. Uh, so was, uh, I was listening to the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe podcast, and um, they were doing a topic about the four-day work week and a study out of Britain where they did Paid it. more money. Uh, be- and they got hung up on um, some, some naughty language. And I thought this sounded hilarious that they like, okay. these are, these are serious people because of, uh, because of this. And they, there was a lot less man hours. Is that, is that a bad thing to say? Can we say man hours? Person hours. Yeah, I would say worker hours. They're not joking. Yeah. There was a lot less work. It was actually a size. Is that, is that a bad thing to say? Can we say man hours? Person hours. Yeah, I would say worker hours. There was a lot less working yeah, hours during the water is racist. Oh my God. Is water racist? <sighs> <laughs> is man hours fucking sexist alan oh my god is work sexist well kind of um let me see they had to follow up a little bit later so the whole thing about that study was that um not only were employers uh not only were employees happier with the extra day off work there were a lot of measurable numbers like uh, time uh, father's time with their children what like doubled which all that means is that when like from Monday through Friday, fathers don't see their kids. It's what that sounded like to me. Uh, if one more day available doubles it and, and then what Sundays for 
Saturdays are for the boys and then Sundays for the kids. So then Friday is now with the, yeah, that makes sense. Um, sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Men are awful. Uh, they're, you know what? Women are right when they say that we're, some of us are okay, but come on. Um, <laughs> not even gonna, um, the, so a few minutes later into that, that topic, they said something, Oh, wait, wait, I didn't finish that. So not only were people happier, um, but they also they were more productive, they were too, more right? productive by like, yeah. like one or two percentage points, which is very significant uh, yeah. when you measure that type Especially of Especially with reducing hours and improving productivity. That's yes. pretty Well, yeah. so let's get into this. So that's actually, you just said reducing hours. I'll play this next clip and then we can talk about that. Okay. Like, obviously, laws are different in different states, but as it is right now, a lot of states, you have to work full time to even qualify for insurance. That's right. Yeah. Lots of things are going to have to change. Mm -hmm. And so I would worry that like if if 32, wait, is 32 hours full time now? Yeah. You know, these psychopaths, they, this is how out of touch they are (laughs) to reality. Working four days a week means you work 10 hour days, dipshit. (laughs) But that's how Generally. it's sold is you're going to get two hours of overtime each day. If you're in an eight hour gets you overtime state and in Tennessee, it's 40 hours of the week gets you overtime. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, like I can work 12 days, two days in a row. And then what, like six days the next day and only get paid for 30 hours and none of it's overtime. Uh, but if so, but they, there's no scenario, and I could be wrong. I didn't read the British study. I don't believe that study was done where people just had a third. Uh, they they only worked eight hour days and they had an extra day off. I'm pretty sure you work four tens, and then you have three days off. I don't know that either. They, um, my, I worked for a company that they, they, the management was floating that at us, and I was like. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, I like getting overtime. So this sounds like it's going to mean that I'm going to have to work 12 and 14 hour days to have the same overtime I work when I work five days a week. Also, right. if you're telling me that you want us to do this, I'm guessing this is better for you than it is for me. So I'm not buying it. <laughs> and I point. organized all the other guys in that company to not want to do it. And then we continue to work five hour days, um, or five day weeks, five day weeks. Yeah. 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 Cause it was going to be tens. It was going to be four tens. Like I've never heard of this being eight hours, but. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what the study involves, but... Um, Isn't that adorable for them speaking. to think that that's how that would work? Like, they're just so kind, and that because of that, still... You wouldn't get the same amount of work done if you worked 32-hour weeks. You can't increase productivity. It's just not wasting time by coming into work five different times. Well, I think you can increase productivity... Because people only work hours. in, like, 20% of their time that they're at work. I'm talking about that shit? Well, I don't know if it's 20%, but, but it's, it's certainly... Not there are There's a lot of downtime at work where people aren't being productive i would argue that oftentimes it's on things like conference calls that are unnecessary right um where you're sitting in an office doing nothing but listening to a report you could have read or you know an email right um very text so you don't get it documented yeah yeah you don't email it so you can't text right so there's (laughs) there definitely is a way to increase productivity and reduce hours but i'm I'm not sure what the study actually covered my boss is listening to this Wait, see, no, you can't change what you would say on the show based on who you believe in the audience. Well, I feel like I've said everything that I wanted to say about this, and I'm fine with it. Can we move on to the next subject? We're still making fun of the left. (laughs) Yeah, please. Okay, so that was making fun of the left because everyone on that podcast is a raging lefty. Um, So the lab. Are you sure? I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, so, So the lab leak. Uh, theory as to the origin of COVID is yeah. now being maybe not largely admitted to, but 
branches or uh, departments of the government are saying that they believe it happened. So I'm I'm hedging because it it ran like crazy this week. And also, I think our meme got out ahead of it. By the way, I saw a lot of memes that looked exactly like mine a couple days later, and I felt proud that ours was there. Um, what? What did the Department of Energy say? And isn't it weird that it's the Department of Energy? <laughs> oh, so I don't have the exact okay. quote. In front they of they said that they can't. They said that it's possible that it was from a lab, and that they can't give it um, a high level of certainty. Which Essentially, is, they can't rule it out. They can't rule it out, and that yeah. if the, you had to say how certain are you that it did come from the lab, they said, "Well, I can't be certain." Which is right. an objectively true thing to say. And if you said anything less than that, well, there's, it's very hard to tell at some point. And the time to have found out, well, it probably existed before places like China wouldn't let us look at shit, right? Right, okay. right. I mean, so, you've seen this whole, <clears throat> this whole theory of the lab leak kind of evolve. just shift and evolve somewhat dramatically over the last few months. Um, you know, I, th I think I talked about Sam Harris just had an episode with a couple of scientists about that. She was quoted about... in our uh, in our, our meme post. Yeah, the second second tile. Right, was her. right. Um, John Stewart is all over this oh, I got on that. his show. Um, so it's it's becoming a lot more mainstream as as a plausible idea, I would say in the in the recent past. Um, and and so like what when you so I listened to that the first half at least of that Sam Harris episode <laughs> and one of the things so there's there's a couple of major takeaways that convinced me even more after listening to that and it was that the the it was it was more boring conversation about free and cleavage sites and things like that but mm -hmm. I think one of the things that was really compelling is in previous SARS outbreaks, they were able to find the corpse of the animal or they were able to find the initial patient that ate the animal or got attacked by an patient animal. Zero, patient zero, Patient zero in that way, yeah. Um, and what they found in Wuhan was droplets in the wet market. So what they found was proof that someone was sick in the wet market, not right. that they ate sick and or infected food or in, or close contact to an infected animal. That's very different. Mm -hmm. Because essentially at that point, there's no patient zero. It's already, it's just, it's spreading naturally. People are so wrapped up in, well, hold on, let me play a clip. Um, do you remember when, uh, so, so basically what's being said now is, yeah, they can't say for certain, but they're saying they're, they could say we could rule it out and they can't say that. Remember when Fauci said this? Yeah, that is correct. And, and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I hmm. Hmm. That was kind of shitty. Uh, here's the full 45 seconds of that in case you think that's completely out of context. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress. And I do not retract that statement. He can say that because it doesn't have to have been a lie. He could have just not known and said things with confidence. 
that were somehow well, exciting. So, so I remember this interaction yeah. very well. Uh, we we talked about it on the show. I kind of had a, <laughs> I kind of went off. I don't know if you remember this. I, I do. went off a little bit of, about this on the show. And actually listening to the Sam Harris episode, they kind of made some similar points that I, that I was like, oh, I kind of said that like a year ago. Um, they, so, so what they way? Were, what well, you... because they were essentially Fauci was using sort of a semantic trick uh, in saying that. That's right. You surprised me because I expected you to be like, you know, Fauci is a fucking saint. And, you know, when right. the, when the footsteps weren't there, that was Fauci carrying you. Well, because they they were kind of quibbling over what gain of function research right. was. Right. Yes. Yes. So it was like, what is the what does the word the mean? Like it was right. sort of it was sort of pedantic like that. And so they were both essentially right if you understand yeah. their terms. Uh huh. However, but they weren't. They were talking past each other. They were talking past each other. Yes, essentially. And so when he said that no, we didn't fund any gain of function research. Well, that depends on what your definition of gain of function research is. And based on his definition, he was right. Based on Rand's definition, Rand was right. Um, and like, so I don't know, just... I feel like you could give a loose definition of it and still be like, well, maybe you shouldn't be fucking doing that. And I don't think right. you should be. And I obfusc- said that on the show. And I don't think you should be obfuscating by having a semantic argument while yeah. we're trying to uh, find the 100%. facts of this matter. This yeah, paper 100%. that you were referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain you mean a bureaucracy being gain of function. So what was? Let you me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans. Right. You're saying that's not gain of function. Yeah, that is correct. And and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about. You know what? I feel like this can't be right. I agree with Rand Paul. <laughs> uh, I think that um, there is a bit of an academic bias elitism elitism or bias in the way that Fauci is, is portraying addressing this topic uh-huh. and addressing Fauci or addressing Rand Paul specifically um and that's and like, i mean and that that that's not helpful right like like the public health as a thing has lost its credibility in the US and deservedly so i feel yeah. like i yeah. feel like from you know and and like look I don't want to say that. One of our first interviews was a friend of my family, a nurse who was who retired um, within the first year of COVID. Like uh, she, she's been a nurse her whole life. Um, I don't mm-hmm. need to start I remember. Yeah. Uh, and I, I hear her all the time whenever someone says public health. She was going, "It's public health. It's public health. You should listen to people." And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> that's how I felt back then." And now I'm like, "Well, they it, it all it started with the first noble lie. What was the first noble lie with COVID?" Um. The first noble lie was that you could mm, you don't put it on surfaces. That you don't sure actually yeah it's only on surfaces even though we're like right. hey it's a coronavirus but it's the first one that you have to lick the surface to get <laughs> literally every coronavirus it's like hey that person's coughing we shouldn't be around them but they're like yeah bleach your groceries and that was that, that probably was the first noble lie but the other first noble the other one uh, a or one b was that you know masks aren't going to be helpful. Um, and that was only so that you could, they said, they said, you don't need masks because we need to save them. They were worried about them not having enough for the medical community. And then the next noble lie was you could wear these shitty cloth masks. They'll work like, so, you know, and when we talked about cloth masks last week, that or mask last, that mask study from last week that everybody took it as, you know, masks don't work. That's what the study says. They were looking at cloth masks and they were looking at, 
uh, surgical masks, but not N95 masks. So like, if you really want to do a real study on this, you should say N95 masks, are they effective or not? You can probably do something else with lesser quality masks, but you kind of know the answer with that. Meanwhile, our governments are forcing us to wear the dog shit masks that don't work. <laughs> so the takeaway from that study still is valid, but again, it's like, which way are you looking at this? Right? Like, I, yeah, now, and I, I do want to, I want to be clear about Fauci. Yeah. I, Cause I didn't mean I to think, change that in the mask conversation, but, but it was noble lies lost their credibility is all I was trying to get to. Okay. No, I, I, I think Fauci has done great work. I think he did, um, great work with the AIDS uh, epidemic. I think, um, he did a lot of things that were necessary and useful in, in COVID-19 as well. Uh, that exchange with Rand Paul, <clears throat> that exchange probably not his best work. Um, and again, I think there was a bit of sort of, uh, I have the PhD, you don't. Like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Kind that's of. A, the like, appeal to authority. That. That's, a, that's literally yeah. a logical fallacy. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I am firmly not in the camp of my pronouns or prosecute Fauci, but I am very annoyed by him. <laughs> like, mm. All right. Um, I don't think I have much more on that other than when you hear a lot of news everywhere I hear talk about this story. When I played the clip last week about masks, you could hear the, the guys being like, wait, well, well, hold on. That can't be what that means. Attention. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and same with this story, you know, so when I go to my partisan sources, they're all like, well, of course that, you know, the study didn't say it was, first of all, it was the department of energy and it's one agency. Meanwhile, all the intelligence community says that they don't know and they can't be sure. And it's like, well, that's all this group. That's all they said is they can't be sure. And they won't rule it out. It's like, nobody like made a big fucking deal other than me saying aliens exist. Now, when that general said <laughs> that we're not ruling aliens out, it didn't mean that they were aliens, right? It was a party right. balloon. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I, like I told you, there's going to be a lot of Bob Seska in this. Uh, oh, this yeah. is not the context of this. Court. Well, one of the things I've been thinking about is the fact that... Because remember, we're in making fun of the left, right? Right, right. So this is a clip of him talking about how Republicans are kind of a lost cause and that there's a large part of the population that just believes whatever bullshit story the media tells them god upward of 74 million voting americans are suffering from some form of mass delusion where they refuse to acknowledge or refuse to accept la, 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 the la, la, la. fact exactly right that that fox news is lying to them mm -hmm. that fox news is exploiting their naivete and so they on for ratings yeah. and profit they don't want to hear it and, and my question is well how do you how do you break through or how do you? All right. So don't you feel like you could have just replaced Fox News and all kinds of that with, you know, public health and all the lies that were sure. told to us? Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> but they didn't notice that they were saying things like that. Okay. <laughs> uh, they also still think that everything about Russiagate is true. So, all right. Um, I, I, I do want to pat ourselves on the back yet again, though, because I do think that it's uh I, 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 and I want the listeners to know that I, you know, early on, it was like, look, it doesn't make sense that it was man-made, um, largely because the, the understanding that, because I don't know anything about any of this. All I know is what I've learned from people that are smart about this. And what they say is when sure. you go to make a virus, it, you, you tend to like put a virus into like a, like a shaped cell mm -hmm. and the shaped cell, it was unusual for it to be that coronavirus shape. Um, now that, that was, I, I'm not doing a good job being persuasive right now because I don't believe that anymore because, you know, just the first thought is, 
well, it's a coronavirus, so maybe you'd put a coronavirus inside a coronavirus-shaped cell. But you know, <laughs> um, but that was persuasive to me because I didn't know anything about that. We've all unfortunately learned a lot more in the last three sure. fucking yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, can we move into our culture war segment? Absolutely. <laughs> it's another battle in the culture wars. Oh, not the culture wars. They're worried about a culture war. Culture wars. Stop with the culture wars. <laughs> Thank you, Thrash, for that. That is fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> is that going to be our intro to culture? That, yeah, I've got it. I've got so I got the soundboard thing to work now that the the we don't get monster voice every time. The robot voice doesn't. Yeah, happen. yeah, yeah. So I've got that saved in the soundboard, uh, and I got a couple of screens open. I got a couple of screens, Alan. Um, so let me ask you. This is from 1983. I don't think you'll guess who this woman is. I'll just tell you, we don't have to make this a contest. So uh, 1983, uh, Linda Ronstadt on, uh, the guy's name is Don Lane. I guess he's like a late night host in Australia. So Linda Ronstadt is in Australia. Uh, The volume is very low. Let me see if I can turn it up a little bit more, but it's, I'm going to have to sweeten this. Thanks a lot. Oh, you're American. I forgot. No, I've been here. Australia gave us Rupert Murdoch. Thanks a lot, you guys. Take him back. (laughs) We don't need him here. I go, well, you know, when you get those, he's the king of the rags, actually. Uh, (laughs) I couldn't hear that, but can she do landslide next? Yeah. My favorite Fleetwood Mac song. That's Linda Ronstadt was not from Fleetwood Mac. Oh, well, that's weird then that I said that. <laughs> you thinking Stevie Nicks? Who was I thinking of? Stevie Nicks? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, don't that's worry. Close. This is all getting deleted because that's not <laughs> going in the show. Um, okay. Well, so I feel like going from uh, bullshit news and uh, mm. people just believing whatever Fox News tells them flows well into yeah. our culture wars our uh first segment i meant to get this started with a clip from 1983 where linda ronstadt is on aussie television talking about how australia owes the u.s an apology for rupert murdoch but the clip's not fucking oh, wow. working so anyway um so why is dominion suiting rupert murdoch and rupert murdoch that's uh, not him directly it's uh fox and, fox news yeah fox yeah. news okay so why is he why why is a voting machine company suing fox news because hosts on Fox News pushed the big lies. No, I get that, the... but like, why, why would a voting machine company need to sue them? Because they were saying that their machines were being hacked and that they were changing the outcome. Yeah, but of the it's election. A, it's a government contract. Like, don't they get those machines anyways? Like the machines are already no, there's sold. Still, there's still a there's still a harm to reputation that can, that can damage your business. And there's probably like constantly bidding for new machines. Right. So that just means that if dominion wants to survive as a company, why would anybody in a red state buy them? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So it wouldn't get through local legislature because they've all been told by the former president that they're, no, I mean, are those machines not hackable? I mean, I remember the Diebold machines in 2004. That was a big concern. Uh, Diebold? Yeah, I think that was it. Um, well, as I, Reality as we discussed... Winner proved that their, the voting machines were accessible in 2016, too. That was the whole reason she... That was what she leaked um, and the NSA caught her doing. I mean, as we discussed with Chris Tarbell, um, there, there isn't a system that's not hackable. It just doesn't exist. Sure. If, if you have enough time... Uh, and enough um, skill and enough uh, incentive, 
you can hack anything. Um, but there just simply isn't any evidence that that was the case in 2020 and that that changed the election. Did you see anything about Rupert Murdoch's testimony? Have you seen any of the headlines about that or the stories about that? I know you've been busy. Yeah, I don't. Um, so, I don't remember anything specific. Okay. I'm sure I've seen a few. Um, so he, let's see. So last week when we talked about this subject, we were talking about how since it's going to trial, the trial's not until like April. Since it's going to trial, there um, there's a discovery phase, and because of we got that, all the texts and emails and all that. Yeah, exactly. Hosts, and and with all producers and things like that. Yeah, saying things like you know Tucker saying like this woman is ruining our our, our brand by like mm-hmm. calling the election, uh, or maybe it was the the guy that the night of that said Arizona was going was not going to go to Trump. Um, either Tucker or Hannity was like. This guy needs to get fired. And then in his deposition, Murdoch said that, like, yeah, um, you know, we did look into firing him because, like, we needed to satisfy the the because because here was their fear. People are going to go to Newsmax or OAN tonight for the rest of their programming or tomorrow. And this election hasn't wrapped up yet. And if you're telling them that Arizona is going to go to Biden, then you're telling them not to watch us anymore. And like, that's just, that's not how elections work. And, you know, we shouldn't have to listen to Fox and, you know, the news agencies tell us, you know, um, we shouldn't have to listen to cable news race to make a decision on that for one. Uh, but that process being divulged one, it doesn't surprise you at all. Right. So I guess my questions are, do you think dominion is going to win this now? And does that does this matter? And if it does matter, how? Why? It's a very high st- standard to to pass uh, to prove that you were damaged by something like this when you are a company. Um, and to, New, to New York Times for Sullivan. Yeah, to say that a media company uh, damaged your reputation, there, it's a very high bar to to prove that that's the case. Yeah, they have to um, prove uh, known known malice. I think. Either malice, so in other words, they had intent to damage them, or essentially that they should have known. Like, like, like so they should have known that what they were saying was not true. Um, even if they claim that they didn't know that, they should have known it based on what was available in the public, um, and they chose to run it anyways. Well, let me play um, this for you. This is something that we found out. Like I said, this is a heavy Bob Seska show. show. Charges come out of this entire story. And that is that Fox News provided confidential Biden strategy to Jared Kushner during the 2020 election. How'd they get it? They got it through uh, Biden's ads. So basically, the Biden campaign was running ads on Fox. And Mm -hmm. you don't just turn those in every day. You give the ads in in advance. And so then Fox was, by way of Kushner, getting to the Trump campaign what Biden's ads messages are and what his strategy is going to be Which, oh what's coming up okay that's I, interesting i hadn't heard that before now i don't think that that's anything illegal it's sleazy and i'm not surprised it's politics um but that is oh, somebody came home the dog's barking um but i that seems maybe that's known maybe that's not known malice in terms of the election lie but it does show their i mean that's fucking that's meddling right but, well it shows okay. you have a side you know what? That's fine. And that's not surprising. Shows you're a that, bias. that was their side. And that doesn't really prove malice. I guess that was just interesting that that came out from um, the deposition. Yeah, I hadn't heard that. That is interesting. Um, 
so you were saying how hard it is to prove that malice then that clip didn't mm -hmm. provide anything I thought it was. I, I think we'll keep it in here, but why don't you do, yeah. you, do you recall where you're going with that? Um, so you asked me if I thought they would win and then what that would mean. Um, I, I hesitate to predict the outcome of this, um, but I, I, I think there's a, a greater chance that they win that they don't based on the available evidence. Um, I think that malice and intent is pretty clear. Um, I think given what we've seen of the internal messages, emails, texts, etc., between host and producers and management. And, and their, their brain room. They have a brain room at Fox where they're like, the brain room's telling us that Arizona goes to blah, 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 right? Like right. their brain room was like, hey, we fact check these things. We know that that's not true. And they just continue to go out and say those things knowing it. And then in private, you can see their message contemporary to them saying those things that they don't believe that. Like, I feel like a listener should, or a viewer should want to know if they're, that their favorite news personality thinks they're stupid <laughs> and just lies to them. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. As to the consequences of, of that happening, I, I that's, it's, everybody is so dug in, in their positions mm -hmm. that I, I'm hard pressed to, even imagine what the consequences might be. Well, and it would also only take one Fox News viewer being on that jury, right? Because you just you'd hang the jury. Yeah, you're going to be biased, and you're yeah. going to be like, nope, that's not that's yeah. not what happened. Yeah, and then yeah, all you need is one. I'm pretty sure there's more than one in twelve <laughs> Fox News viewers just <laughs> across the country. Just uh, doing the math, it seems likely that you're going to get one yeah. out of 12. Sure. Um, yeah. So yesterday, Rupert Murdoch came out and made a statement. Um, let's see. He said he wished that their on-air anchors, and he named like Hannity. Um, There's a woman. I don't remember her name. And uh, Tucker. He said he wished that, uh, that the anchors were more responsible. Um, that's nice. I mean, the damage is done and their profits were made, right? Like, what's the fucking... Right. Like, that's that's a... There, if there is no consequence to this, then there's there's just encouragement to 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 do that again and like continue doing that, yeah. And and the the effect is, you know, tensions being raised and people believing things that aren't true and acting on those things and hostility towards their neighbors because they believe that they're you know stealing their country and shit like that. Right. That's why you, people show up at. Uh... Poll workers' houses and you know intimidate them and uh, force them to change their phone numbers and move houses and all of that um, based on you know the scenario that they believe because that was that's what Fox told them. You said that that bar that has to be cleared is that case that New York Times versus Sullivan, right? That's that uh, known known malice criteria. Well, I mean, there's other cases, but that was that, the, that is well, that is like the that is the yeah that's like, precedent. Okay. Um, when it comes to media companies being sued for this type of stuff, that's like what has to sure. be overcome. Um, isn't DeSantis trying to overturn that right now? I don't know that's, that. Is yeah, that, he is. Know. And this seems like a really weird time to focus on that from the How right. How would he? Uh, just locally in Florida. Um, the, I, okay. man, I oh, mean, he's trying to enact legislation that he, makes media companies more... Or, easier to, to be sued. sued. Yeah, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That known that's malice is getting... He's trying to get that removed, which is just a very odd thing for... A Republican to be doing at this precise moment, like while we're talking about, like these two stories shouldn't overlap. Like, what are you doing, Ron? right? Um, can I read you something that Trump said? 
Yeah. Why is Rupert Murdoch throwing his anchors under the table, which also happens to be killing his case and infuriating his viewers, who will again be leaving in droves? Oh, I skipped something. Um, Rupert Murdoch was asked if he could have stopped this in his deposition, and he said he could have, but he didn't. That sure sounds oh. like case closed. Like, that sounds like the definition of known malice. That kind of does. Okay. Yeah. I, I, did I bury the lead there? I'm sorry. I took reading Trump saying, <laughs> so then Trump goes, why is Rupert Murdoch throwing his own anchors under the table? It's under the bus, but uh, which also happens to be killing his case and infuriating his viewers who will again be leaving in droves. They already are. There is massive evidence of voter fraud and irregularities. And now is, I think, a good time to point out that um that there isn't well no that's fine the (laughs) now is a good time alan i think our listeners can decide for themselves whether there is or there isn't and my test that people can apply to that is um rupert murdoch said what he said under oath and Mm. trump just said all that not under oath so the guy that had to like have face perjury charges threw his anchors under the bus and Trump, who is on a social network, is saying that there's massive evidence and irregularities. <laughs> just look at the document. Do, sorry, sorry. Just look at the documentary, 2000 Mules, all caps. Um, just me editorializing here. That reminds me of the 2000 stolen election. So 2000 is a bad number for them to pick for the number of mules in that. Yeah, it's not a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't want to read any more about it. But um, uh, let's see. They, they, oh, they look too scared and frightened to reveal the massive amounts of voter fraud and irregularities already found. And it would actually help them in the lawsuit. You dipshit. Yes, it would help them if they could lie and say the things that you're saying where there's no consequences online. But, right. But, but the, that's not the space they're in. So since he's not, he's telling the truth. This. Yeah, I I don't want to put energy into that because uh, that means I have to um, defend Rupert Murdoch. So I'm just going (laughs) to back through this wall like the Kool-Aid man here. Um, All right. Um, Let's move on to some of the other stuff here. Well, I guess we kind of, well, yeah, I kind of teased it. Let's talk about it. So um, these are the effects of nationalizing um, campaigns where, you know, the, the same bills are written the same way and presented in multiple states. So we talked last week about the drag bill in Tennessee. Um, here is uh, uh, here is someone talking about how odd it is that these bills keep popping up. And they're talking about an organization called ALEC, A-L-E-C. I think they explained what that is. The structure of who's in state capitals and the way that it may vary from one state to the next. How does that change the ability of outside groups to come in and try to influence the agenda. What do you make of that question of organic versus inorganic? My view is that even though some of these legislators are part-time, that they have a pretty strong sense of why they wanted to get into politics and they come in with an agenda, even if they haven't been legislators their whole life. Yes, I think that we see a similar phenomenon in state legislatures as we do in Congress with people wanting to have an accomplishment that they can point to and therefore they sponsor a bill that's related to something that they care about. Makes sense, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think this... So that's like a normal world. Question about organic versus inorganic spread is really interesting and something I was thinking about with the drag show piece that I was doing. So you see 
15 states considering 36 bills to make it harder for people to perform in drag. Some of them contain very similar language. So I reached out to all the usual suspects asking if they had pushed model legislation and no one took credit for it. And so I have to... It's like the whole system is made for people to take credit for it. Like that's how you win re-elections and things like that. Right. Imagine that people are looking at what's happening in other states and deciding to bring it to their own, but you don't always need an interest group to push it. Yeah, I guess they don't get into ALEC. I don't remember what ALEC stands for, but it's, it is this organization that helps craft and distribute um, almost like pre-canned legislation uh, for, um, uh, for you know, common interests. For state legislatures. Yeah, yes, so, yeah, so what they talk about in that episode is kind of like that uh, oftentimes state legislators... Legislate, yeah, state legislators um, are part time. Like we don't pay them enough, so they Dude, can just. Texas do that shows as... up every other year, <laughs> right? They, like yeah. three months. So we we don't pay them enough for them to just do that full time. So they're you know they're lawyers, doctors, whatever else they are, and then they show up for a few weeks and they actually you, try to. You know what's funny? Isn't them. that the argument? Like you like college basketball, you, right? And I like college football. That's the argument when people say like these refs don't do their job right. They're like, well, that's a pharmacist, yep. man. Like he's just doing this like as a volunteer, part time. Yeah, it actually yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. This is how laws um, that rule our life are written. Yeah, and so what you end up with is these sort of lobbyist firms, the special interest groups, who will write just sort of rubber stamped legislation and, and say, "Here, why don't you go ahead and put this out um, as your anti drag bill or whatever the case might be." Um, and then the state legislatures, sl- legislators, um, are like, "Yeah, okay, this seems good to me. Let's go ahead and do that." Like, I don't have a staff or the time to, uh, to to put something like this together. So you just handing this to me and I can say, okay, I, I support this. this and let's be a little cynical. They're like, that'll get me reelected here. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's where they stand behind it. The strange thing about this, as, as they say in the show is that nobody's saying like, Oh, that was me. I did it. Right. No lobbyist group. Nobody is. Right. <laughs> nobody wants to claim, uh, that they were the author of that. Right. Okay. Um, here is a, let's see, Senator Greg Ledin speaking in opposition of SB 43 anti-drag gender nonconformity bill in Arkansas. Little snark. Uh, how many kids do we think in Arkansas are unintentionally witnessing drag performances? How often do we think this is happening? Where do we think Arkansas ranks in children who have seen a drag show? I know we're number two in child food insecurity, we're fifth in child mortality, we're seventh in child death by firearm, and we're 16th in teen suicide. Where do we think we rank in the number of children who have seen a drag show? Our daughter has seen one. My wife and I, both Christians, took our daughter to one at the momentary in Bentonville. She had a great time. The room was full of families. All anybody saw were people uh, who had clearly put a lot of work and time and expense into performing for people. There was loud music, it was dancing. All anybody experienced was the joy of watching people do what they love in a room full of people who support them. Consensually. And maybe loud music and dancing is not your thing. I'm an introvert who likes a quiet room all to myself. But I really can't say that this bill is going to do anything to protect kids. It will hurt kids. Particularly kids who struggle to feel welcome and safe and accepted and as though they belong in Arkansas. And they do belong in Arkansas, regardless of who they love, how they identify, or what they wear. They have every much right to feel welcome and safe and accepted and loved as the rest of us. Uh, And I can't imagine how they feel when they see their legislature demonize their community and make them feel as though they are somehow a threat to their peers just by being who they are. So, 
Who does this help? Who does it hurt? It's going to hurt a lot of people. Uh, and in case you missed our interview last week, uh, there, I was, you know, if you're a new listener and you don't want to go listen to our last two and a half hour episode, this is your first one. That was our whole interview, basically. Yeah, that was really, really well said. It was. Um, and I, I think, you know, part of his point is, okay, well, if you really care about kids and when you care about kids, you know, committing suicide, wouldn't you care about kids? And, you know? and that, so, okay. So I, I got to say like the part of me that doesn't like shitty arguments sort of piped in there and it was like it's a false equivalent or some kind of logical fallacy to bring that up. Um, it's not, a, is it though? Yeah, because you can do both of those things. You can say, we don't want, um, you know, we talked about like firearm safety and a bunch of other left wing talking points and saying how badly they score at that while saying a thing that I agree with that statistically, I bet you there isn't a shitload of kids seeing this. And if it is, I bet it's not traumatizing them unless you think that's going to make them gay. And that's traumatizing. Like, Boy, isn't that, isn't that the point? Isn't that? Yep. But you're, but to, to bring it up as if that, um, like there isn't a competition between those two things being addressed, right? Like you can be addressing firearm safety and you can be, if, if you were uh, a Republican in this case, right. It, or, or if you want these drag bills to go through, you can be focusing on firearm safety and you could be focusing on now they're not, but well, th that's where it's snarky. I think he's like, I think the point, I think the point is that it's very hypocritical to say, we got to stop these drag shows. They're corrupting our children. They're destroying our youth. Um, you know, they're, they're everywhere. And, and, and to say that we need to legislate against that. And at the same time, not even, consider any of the other ways kids are actually being harmed in a much more regular way than they're they're being impacted by a drag show like does that make sense yeah that does make sense to me i just feel like look the fact of the matter is the people that aren't looking at ways that people can stop shooting people in their state are also trying to ban drag so it is factually accurate that they aren't doing anything about that or they aren't trying to have better health care for their citizens like the, it is true that they're not doing that. And instead they're looking at this, but in reality, they could be doing both. And I guess if you're, if you're saying, why aren't you doing both? I guess that's fair, but I don't know. It feels a little cheap. It feels like a little. Mm. Okay. All right. Um, Alan, how badly do you want to talk about JK Rowling? <laughs> uh, really on a scale of, one to ten, I have a zero, actually. But can we just address it? Like we've never talked about her on the show, and I can't wait to get into a conversation with you about trans exclusionary radical feminists. But um, <laughs> that was sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it almost feels like a subject that I shouldn't have to have an opinion on, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, my my laissez faire is 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 really flaring up right now. <laughs> um, but I do have a great video that Toaster sent in, or I saw it in his stories, and I said, "Hey, send me that." Uh, so this okay. is uh, this is a clap back at at uh, at uh, the wizard creator, the wizardress, the sorceress herself. We're not calling them turfs anymore because they're not feminists. We're calling them feminism appropriating radical oh. transphobes. So let's drop. Didn't you think that it was going to be F A G G? For some reason. Yeah, that's an odd acronym, oh, no, yeah. No, I don't know what I spelled. Uh, let's move on. Um, oh, 
speaking of what I spelled, have you ever seen the movie The Way of the Gun? I have. Uh, Benicio Del Toro, right? And Ryan Philippi from like maybe 2000, maybe like 99. Yeah, it was sort of like... Do you remember this? Like do, you remember, do you remember? It was what? It was all, I'm so excited. I was going to say it was like a... It was like a Quentin Tarantino style, but not Quentin Tarantino yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they, that was popular then. And they, they were really, and Tarantino likes to push the language, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they were really pushing the language. Are you a faggot? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Ryan Christ. Ryan Phillippe. Are you a faggot? Vincent <laughs> Del Toro is amazing in that movie. He is, yeah, yeah. Uh, is that the movie with the um, the pregnancy, right? The, the, yeah. uh-huh. uh, what do they call that? I don't remember. Or the lady I carries like the baby he, for someone else. He has the long hair and he like he like Benicio? flips it with the gun. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I, I should try that with my gun loaded. <laughs> you should try. No, <laughs> don't do that. Um, yeah, that is a good movie. That um, that that line pops into my head like all the time. That's that rant where they they keep cutting between a couple different scenes while he's like being interviewed. Ryan Phillippe's being interviewed, um, mm-hmm. like by like a parole officer or something like that. And he's like that, he's yeah. ranting about uh, he's like. He's like, uh, he's saying something about gay people and he's like, and they flock to something like Mecca. He's like, which is not to say that all Muslims are homosexual. And then he pauses and then he says that, 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 again. <laughs> I think about that line all the time. How you got away with that. All right. Um, it was a different time. It man. was a different time. Um, okay. Well, God, you know, if we didn't keep it light so much, this wouldn't be such an awkward transition, but I do want to play this. I didn't play this last week. And if I don't play it this week, it's just completely out of the news. I mean, it's already out of the news. Remember that, uh, the supermarket shooting, the mm-hmm. Buffalo, or maybe, was it the supermarket? Was that the Buffalo shooting? Uh, I remember a supermarket shooting. I thought that was in Colorado, but no, it's a Buffalo shooting. And that was the okay. one where he said that he, he had like a big post or whatever he had his motivations were he wanted to kill a bunch of black people, I think. Um, okay. And they played, I, on the daily, they played on the New York times daily. They played a clip of the judge, like giving him his sentence, his life in prison, you know, no parole. And, and the judge was kind of, a little bit more over the top than you would. Yeah. Very terse and appropriate. Like I'm, I'm, well, not appropriate. I mean, like it didn't, like it didn't, bother me that the judge was strict to the game right yeah it didn't bother me um but i actually heard the what the the guy that did the shooting the uh the attacker his Mm -hmm. his speech which is written and who knows whether he believes it or not and i i'm i'm upset that more people didn't get to hear what he said not because i think that we should hear like he's important to hear but I think we should know what led to this. So this is our culture war segment, okay. right? So okay. when you hear this, why don't I just play it? I'm very sorry for all the pain I forced the victims and their families to suffer through. As you'd expect, the family of the victims are here and they start screaming at him and I, I would too, right? Um, mm-hmm. Try to stick with this emotionally. Just try to see what he's saying. Um, he starts talking about his motives and his mindset and how wrong he was, which, like, dude, this doesn't get you out from going to prison for life. But right. I think it's important to hear someone say what he's about to say. And I'll talk I'm about very it. sorry for stealing the lives of your loved ones. I cannot express how much I regret all the decisions I made leading up to my actions on May 14th. 
I did a terrible thing that day. I shot and killed people because they were black. Looking back now, I can't believe I actually did it. I believed what I read online and acted out of hate. And now I can't take it back, but I wish I could. All right, I think I'll stop it there because I, I don't want to put him on the air more than is necessary. Yeah, I don't want to hear the reaction. And I don't want to hear the reaction of the family. It's heartbreaking. Um, but that's important to hear. Like, this is what happens when y'all play these games so fucking much. Like, don't you think this outlaw shit is getting out of hand? Like, this like this is just, we get online and we call each other demons. And Matt Walsh says he's not going to compromise. He's not going to try to have an understanding with people that disagree with him. And it's like, okay, well, there are people that are very impressionable out there. And mm-hmm. they are going, when they make these mistakes, it's going to cost lives. And I'm not going to be one of these people that's up here, you're killing children. No, I'm just saying, here, you, I, it's not me saying it. The person that did it is asking for forgiveness and maybe expecting some leniency. I don't believe so, and he doesn't deserve it. But they, they're, they're telling you what motivated them to do that this isn't the new york times speculating that that's why he did it he's telling you you should listen to that we should understand what happens that's there's a there is a end of this road and it's not pretty for any of us yeah yeah and so the whole (laughs) the whole well this is just people interacting and this is entertainment that's what fox news would say um you know, those those messages have consequences. I, I think is kind of the point of what that you're is. saying there. Yes, um, and that people are impacted by them, and they they do have an impact on the real world. And sometimes that means people shooting each other because that's, we're all that's not good. We're all emotional apes, and we're yeah. living in an environment that we have not adapted well to yeah yeah this is very difficult for us and it's not an excuse for anything but it's it's don't play with that fire because there are people there's too many of us and just statistically you're gonna reach the right mindset that's gonna do something awful with what you're putting out there and just you know i i'm sorry i don't believe you matt walsh i don't believe you that you're entirely motivated out of protecting kids i think you identified a lane and you're a sleazeball I agree with that completely. All right. All right. And and they're not which isn't to say that there aren't people that do, right? Like like sure. human trafficking sure. is a thing, like grooming's a thing and all that and that's why we say like we don't need to be, get hysterical about any of this. There this isn't a new problem and there's already laws that address that. And if you're talking mm-hmm. about there being, you know, uh higher rates of it, it probably has to do with what's going on with the tension that that we're you know, we're we're raising the temperature and the lid is not moving. Yeah. I have a quote from Carl Sagan that addresses all this. Can I play that? Ooh. I, yeah. I think it'll get us out of the culture wars pretty well. And, but what's the danger of all this? I mean, you know, this is not the thing. That... There's two kinds of dangers. One is what I just yeah. talked about, that we've arranged a society based on science and technology in which nobody understands anything about science and technology. And this combustible mixture of ignorance and power, sooner or later, is going to blow up in our faces. You know what I was going to say is that if I didn't hear the voice and know who it was, I might, I might guess that was Teddy on Teddy time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Oh, are you uh, telling me we should do Carl Sagan or Teddy? Cause I was kind of running out of Tom C quotes. That would be fun. Okay. We'll that start doing fun. That. I, Carl Sagan's uh, just an amazing human. Wrote um, contact. The, yeah, if you all, like the movie contact, that's Carl Sagan. He, he also was the guy that, well, him and his girlfriend at the time were, 
uh, essentially behind the the record that we put on the uh, the Voyager, the gold records on the Voyager, record. yeah, 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 which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, just a really cool dude. I mean, he had flaws like everybody else, but what uh, are his flaws? Certainly uh, not that voice. <laughs> was he a womanizer, think, Alan? Yeah, I was gonna say. I think there was some oh. womanizing stuff okay. there. Yeah, I don't care. Don't I mentioned his girlfriend, be. but you know, there yeah. was some issues. Ah, got it. I think you yeah. know more about Carl Sagan than I do. Uh, when I think about Carl Sagan, I remember um, Drew Carey had a, uh, in a, in one of his books, he had a, a segment in the audiobook version uh, called 101 Big Dick Jokes. And uh, <laughs> one of them, my favorite one of them was, my dick is so big, the inside of it is filled with billions and billions of stars. <laughs> which is a Carl Sagan quote. You know, yeah. All right. Um, oh, God, man. Okay, I just got these two Chinese clips. Let me play. I want to talk oh. about China. We haven't talked about China much. Uh, we're China's asshole. Chi- <laughs> Hold on. Let me assign it to the clip to this first because that's worth doing. I'm going to do it on the show or I won't do it. Let's do it. China is asshole. Perfect, Alan. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is our Chinese segment, which I'm guessing is going to be a permanent fixture on Untaken now. You know, we have this January 6th headline that kind of comes and goes. We used to talk about COVID in the second half. That comes and goes. I think we can just, in bold, put China into the show sheet yeah, template. I think that's, I think that's yeah, got a spot. I can stay yeah. for a while. Um, so this one is uh, interesting Chinese helmets um, news. So <laughs> if you uh, trust Epoch Times, which, you know, I understand if you don't. Uh, here's a study. For, here's here's a news report from Epoch Times. Did you know that China has been equipping their soldiers with helmets that have a self-destruct button? Let me repeat that. Chinese soldiers stationed in Tibet are being issued helmets that have self-destruct buttons. You press the button and a bomb that's embedded in the helmet goes off and kills the soldier. In fact, Chinese state-run media published an article bragging about these new helmets, writing, quote, if a soldier is seriously wounded and doesn't want to be captured, he can activate the self-destruct function himself. This can maintain his dignity. That's However, why. the soldier is now the only one who can activate the function. The report also mentioned that a commander who oversees the soldier oh, can activate the helmet as well. I did not and so what's the, the reason for all this? Well, the Chinese military has been, over the last several years now, struggling with soldiers deserting. And thus far, they've been using severe punishments against deserters, such as banning them from public transport, banning them from attending school, from operating a business, and even from getting a passport. And now they will be forced to fight, or otherwise they will be killed by their commander. Isn't that the whole plot of The Running Man? Yeah, holy shit, I hadn't heard that. I don't know if I believe it or not, but that's fucking wild uh, if that's true. I don't, like, automatically not trust them. I mean, they're, they're what, very... What, what's their deal? They're very Hong Kong and now Taiwanese? Is that the... Did, yeah. Uh, I don't know yeah, the story I mean, of the Epoch There's times. reasons for that, I guess. Yeah. But but damn, so the commander can just push a that. button. and Dude, right? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty wild. Um, very believable, too. Uh, so Chinese weapons going to Ukraine. Um, so, yeah, so the State Department. No, State, State Department? Mm, Pentagon. It was DOD or was DOD, it State Department? DOD, that's it, Department of Defense. Yeah, DOD, that's what yeah. I was trying to say. Uh, DOD says that they're as certain as possible that... Uh, China is going to be providing lethal aid. Well, to it, I think Russia. they said they're they're certain that they're considering it. They haven't. It, nothing's been, sh- been shipped yet, but they're they're certain it's a possibility. Well, the good news is um, we may finally get to learn what hypersonic warfare is like. So, uh, <laughs> here. I mean, you've probably yeah, been curious, right? 
You've probably been curious. I've been curious. The U.S. Air Force tested their first hypersonic missile. What makes these missiles so important? Well, a lot of things, actually. Not only are they extremely fast and powerful, but also other countries are ahead of the U.S. in their development, and so we have been playing catch-up. Here's how these know, missiles I work. I think it's worth saying that we know of, right? Like, it, don't, don't sure. you not share that if you think that, you, like, okay. <laughs> in case you don't know, conventional missiles are not really that fast and typically fly the same speed as a commercial airplane. And so, conventional missiles can get shot down by missile defense systems, such as America's Patriot System or Israel's Iron Dome. Hypersonic missiles, on the other hand, can travel at absolutely staggering speeds. That's because the way they work is that they're first shot up into the Earth's atmosphere and are then hurled towards their target at a speed of at least 5x the speed. In a parabolic arc. Mm. 5x the speed of sound. And not only are they fast, but hypersonic missiles also have the ability to maneuver in flight. That means that they can steer an unpredictable course and then maneuver sharply as they approach their targets, making them, in theory, very hard to defend against. And so, do you think we should maybe focus less on pronouns and more in developing all these... Right, all right, all right. Again, I think you can do both. That was my <laughs> argument. That's the same argument. That same argument to why that's flawed is what I was saying earlier with the guy bringing up the I get stats. It. Yeah, I get it. Uh, yeah, um, I also saw it, it was more of a slide with a bunch of data on it. Um, the Marines plan to, uh, take out, uh, China's Navy. So I, you know, what struck me when I saw that one, I was just referencing where it was like a detailed plan of like, what our expectation is when war breaks. That out. was in regards to Taiwan, right? Yeah. But that reminded me of like, right before the Ukraine war started, how all the, in, uh, OSINT accounts were like, here's what these weapon systems do in case you didn't know. And it's like, Hey, what are you telling me now? Like. <laughs> it's not 20, right. 27 yet or whatever they said we're going to go to war with China that's it man those are all my clips uh, I uh, I tend to be putting a couple of heavy China I, I don't know it, it doesn't make sense to put China above the culture wars and make it front of the left and the right so no I think it fit perfectly yeah it just feels weird to sort of ramp ourselves up like that one more time uh, it felt like we were sort of winding out of the culture wars but I guess what's the idea we do culture wars and then sort of like some geopolitics that hasn't been covered sort of a catch all yeah. at the end right okay yeah I think right. so yeah um, I have a question for you then. Oh, do tell. You know how sometimes in Gotham, some of the villains call him the Batman? Mm hmm Is that like the Usted form? Like Spanish? Yeah, I feel like the Batman is like the Usted form of Batman. <laughs> or are they, are they denigrating him like, like the Ukraine? Like oh, they... pro oh, I hadn't thought about that. And then they like, <laughs> they, 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 instead of calling it the Bat Cave, they call it the Bat Cave. Because <laughs> it's not pronounced right. right. The back key is. Exactly. There it is. There's yeah. the joke. All right. There All right, man. Is. This was fun. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> that was fun. All Cheers. Right, Cheers. When a guy's banging you, y'all let me in his damn house. Oh, how about that? Come in the name of peace. L M F A O. Is Kevin McCarthy a moron? And if so, why? Why would you say something that stupid? I come without explanations or solutions. I'm a very sexy lady. Cat turd. I will not suffer this harlot. <laughs> How great! An anti-American Marxist! Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Read the news. China is asshole! God bless the United States. <laughs> now this is podcasting.